Welcome to the Trophies and Medals podcast where we discuss sports, fashion, music, and entertainment. Where trophies are temporary and medals are forever. What side are you on? to the Trophies and Medals podcast. Uh, we're back with more sports, music, and entertainment. This is your boy Slim Digger, AKA Batman. As normal, we got the Eptide crew, got Big Ant, we got Sean, and we got Floyd, AKA Raheem Godell. We're good, fellas. Yeah, I think good. <laughs> Hey man, if you're gonna if you're gonna introduce me, say Raheem Godell with the S curl. Raheem Godell with the S curl, 1997. There we go. My bad. I I didn't know we were taking it back to 97. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so got a lot to cover this week. Um I'm gonna touch on a little bit NFL, um, go over some scores. Of course, go over Cap and his tryout. Um, we're going to get into NBA in this first few weeks. And then we're going to get into the music industry as far as um, is the streaming game hurting the business as well as some of the best production on a hip hop album. So, first thing first, um, how y'all teams looking? Uh, so week this week, so how the Saints looking? Uh, Is that really good though? Because I mean, it was the Bucks. What is that noise in the background? It sounds like Floyd. Yeah, I'm at the gas I'm at the gas station. Give me one second. Well, mute yourself. Like a true Negro boy. <laughs> a true Negro boy. I'm like, yo, that wind is killing me, yo. I'm like, what the deal? But, oh, man. That BMW win. Yes. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, but I felt like y'all should have had the Bucks better than that. Win at the same time, so Raheem, that's good. You didn't fly yeah, out to good. Kansas. Nah, you know, I had to go get some gas, you know, and go uh, get a black and mild for mm-hmm. time's sake. What we say? What we at with it? Talking about your raggedy saints. I think y'all underachieved today against them bucks. We overachieved because we so, won. Shit. I said y'all underachieve. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we, we all know that the Saints are due for like fluke games, so I'm glad it was against Atlanta to hype that game up in a couple weeks. So 
I'm all, I'm all, I'm good for it. But I mean, I, I did say like you, you did let Tampa Bay get uh, how many, how many points? Seventeen. Yeah, I mean, so how does it get that from that aspect of you know when they play Carolina? Hopefully, Carolina looks like they're not trying to do shit, so it will kind of come right at, right around the time where uh, they play Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Carolina got blown out by Atlanta today, so that might yeah, I know. light a fire underneath Carolina. Yeah. I doubt it. They play better teams and, and, and perform a lot better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So why was that, you know, just, just Atlanta just catch their groove due to all the changes, you know what I mean? But I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Who, Atlanta or Carolina? Atlanta. I mean, if Atlanta's smart, they tank out. That's what they really need to do and get a better draft pick. But yeah. but at the same time, I can see how, as far as what players come to mind, winning out can help them. Because if not, they, a lot of those players can be cut or traded. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, like I said before, it just I'm cool with the Saints are where they at. It, it, they're back to being the underdogs under the radar, and you know what I mean, like you know, that, too much of that spotlight. When they get too much spotlight, they fail. We mm-hmm. see that every year. Versus when they're the underdogs, they actually work work to win. So you can see that in in the difference in the team when they're being talked about as being number one versus okay, cool, they're winning, oh, but yeah, they're they winning, but you know, nobody gives them due respect, and they kind of want that. They want to earn that respect from everybody. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. so that's that's my take on it. But you know, give, they have give reason. Yeah, you know what I mean. Gives reason for on uh, you know Sundays or whatever for people to shake their ass when they win. Shit, you know how I go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna keep it short with my ratings. We won. That's all I give a damn. <laughs> respect, um, my Titans. We we beat the Chiefs last week and we have a bye week this week. So hopefully some players get healthy. We had some people on the defensive side that didn't play against the Chiefs. So um that was good to get a win with some key players out, but you know, we're five hundred, so we gotta we gotta finish the season strong to to, to have a, a hope at the playoffs. Uh, uh, what you think of uh Rabel as the coach though? That's what I want to know. I like him overall, but I wish we had stronger coordinators. I think he's good as far as setting a culture, as far as being tough-minded, being aggressive, but as far as schemes, as far as in the offense and defense side of the ball, I wish we had more dynamic coordinators for that, to have a more unique offensive package, a more unique defensive package. Not so much defense, I think more so on the offensive side. Um, but as far as I like the fact that um, he does things like he he suits up and practices, you know, he lines up at linebacker in practice. He lines up on the defensive line. You know, he goes in the secondary and he, you know, shows techniques and stuff like that. Little things like that that I like as far as having a, a, a younger coach like that versus mm-hmm. having an older coach that can just, you know, you know, I guess because I can relate to that instead of just talking about it, be about it. You know what I'm saying? When somebody's not doing something right, he can actually go out there and show them something to make them better. So a lot of our yeah. players 
react better to that. And I'm pretty sure Sean, like for the Saints, I'm pretty sure Sean Payton early on when he was working with Drew B. Brees, he was out there doing the same thing. Yeah, I, uh, Drew Brees mentioned that in his book after he, uh, after they won the Super Bowl. He has a book? Um, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, he uh, he mentioned, uh, you know, he he was like maybe at 80% of his uh, shoulder strength back after that uh, gruesome injury. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that first practice, he, he was good the first hour, but after that he was just – you know, not you know, not hitting his mark, and Sean Payton didn't say anything that the whole practice. And so after practice, they they walk him back, and uh, he's like, "Hey Drew, maybe if you know, instead of throwing it down here, you know, bring it up there. That's you're not using all your power. And yeah, that's what made, made you miss your mark. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then sure enough, you know that that little change in motion it worked. So yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I know Sean Payton being a quarterback, you know, that's part of the uh, mystique as far as uh, making it work. Is It makes a big difference when the person that's teaching you and coaching you and telling you certain things can actually go out there and show you some some things physically yeah. to execute, you know. So it's, it's, it's probably like in basketball as far as why not too many big men are, are head coaches, and it's typically more point guards or, or you know, or, or mental players. Oh, yeah, the bench, mm-hmm. career, career bench guys. Yeah, you know, the thinkers instead of the, the grunt work type guys. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, it, I, I, I like him as a coach. I just feel like um, – I just wish we had stronger coordinators, but at the same time, this day in the NFL, as soon as you have a strong coordinator, you know what happens. A team takes them and right. bucks them and, and make them a head coach. So, but but the thing is uh, with Rabel, I, I, I mentioned him because you know he rose to the ranks too quick, and I don't know how he got the job with you guys. I guess he did a hell of an interview. But, College, uh, yeah, yeah, thirty-two when he was the. the, the Defense coordinator for Texans, they were last year before Romeo Cornell had a top five. Mm-hmm. So how you get the job? I mean, it's it's, it's a combination of things like I just said, like the, yeah. the fact that he can re, um, how he can interact with the players, and like you said, that mouthpiece as far as in your interview that goes a long way. Yeah. Um, you know, there's probably a lot of coaches out there that that can probably do a better job at a head coach, but. How can you? I mean, it's just like in real, you know any other job. How can you sell yourself in an yeah. interview? Right. right. You know, so if you can sell that dream, then that can get you the job, and you figure it out later. Because I mean, Kitchen's got a job with the Browns, yeah. so so and he, true. And he, and I don't think he ever been a head coach at any yeah. level. I don't think he was a coordinator. Yeah. So you know, that's perfect segue. Yeah, he was a quarterback's coach last year. Um, so, 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 what do y'all think about the 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 Miles Garrett uh, Captain Caveman Clubber moment? Well, I think he, yeah, he deserved the the suspension for the whole se- for the rest of the season. He he does deserve, but then at the same time, how how did um the quarterback over there with Pittsburgh, the rapist crew, how in the world <laughs> they can't get uh, nothing. How, 
how he ain't get no game. Oh, you see him, you see how he tried to twist your boy's helmet off his head first. Then he ripped mm -hmm. it, so then he came back and tried to rip his helmet off. And then you clearly see the man reaching for his balls. And that's when he decided to clip him upside his head. Cause like, oh, we, we, we grabbing after people nuts? All right, all that, crap. <laughs> So yeah, I, I think he's, he's still wrong for hitting him, but I see why he hit him though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they said Mason's gonna get a, a likely a fine is coming. A down fine because he's a first time offender. Yeah, having a fat boy moment. You see that, yeah. But um, but yeah, he he definitely initiated it. Um, but the problem is with Garrett is that he has a history of playing beyond the whistle. But at the same time, like you said, you pulling off his helmet. Even though he instigated it, as far as the helmet pull off, it doesn't give Garrett the right, doesn't give Garrett the right to, to smash, smash him over the head. The ice cream on a cone. Dude! Man, we're going to get him in and get back. Yeah, he, he, he muted himself. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. This is really a, a hood podcast. But uh <laughs> he making it hood, man. We all fail professional. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, like yes, you might have been instigated, but that that doesn't give you a right to the the have a an assault charge on the football right. field. Right. Um I know well, one example I gave somebody was like, you know, with police brutality is like, well, he shouldn't have been running. That's why I shot him. That that doesn't, you know, or he was resisting the rest. That's why I shot him or, or this, that, and the other. That Just because somebody did something negative or did, some, did something wrong doesn't mean that you got to go to the extreme as far as to counteract it. So he wow. should have better control. If anything, he should have just picked them up and body slammed them instead of Hitting them with the helmet. But I'm glad that some of the old line got suspended too. Uh, never bouncy. Been a bouncy. I don't right. know. One of my old coworkers, she, um, I think her kids grew up with Pouncy or something like that, the Pouncy twins. Mm -hmm. And she was always saying they the sweetest and this and that. But I like, they play the offensive line, so I know better. But. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Nah, they they known for being foul, man. Yeah. They always doing something. They always but, in some type. But at the same time, they they're going to the protection of their quarterback. So that's the type. I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. That's their job. Right. So I'm, I can't stop, really knock them. Stop somebody else, man. That that turned hood real quick. Yeah. I mean, come on. Think about it. Think about it. If we playing basketball, and we we somewhere off a bullet playing against some cats and somebody undercut Rashawn. What's gonna happen? Difference is nobody, we're not getting paid millions of dollars to play on bullet. At the same time, <laughs> what but exactly right. but at the same time, what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, you, 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 yeah it's gonna but, be right. Right, but we can't leave kids and well, you know, you do stupid stuff. These are grown professionals, like you said, get paid millions of dollars. You still got to think at the same time before you react. Everybody not running on testing these streets. It's Steven Jackson, okay? We, we, everybody can't do that. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, but, so, like, but especially when it comes to a quarterback, like I think Floyd posted this earlier with Kyle Turley when he came into the stands. That's that's going to happen if you come yeah. at come at a, you know come at the quarterback. Cause that's the the franchise player. No matter how trash he is on whoever team, if the quarterback goes down, most likely you ain't got that much of a chance. So, so basically, we do agree that Rudolph deserves some type of suspension or some type of shit too. Yeah, I, I think I think he does. I think he should at yeah, least got at, at minimum one game. Yeah, so that's 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 just my only complaint about this whole scenario. Like, you got if you, if you're gonna judge the whole scenario, you got to look at it from start to finish. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's I don't think that was considered. It, it was live, live on national TV. Hey, look, you know you got the footage, the tape, and shit. So you know, make it happen. You know what I mean? But, but it was a outside uh, of that typical New Orleans scenario. But at the same time, I think it, it kind of put the Brown season into a you know into a nice little ribbon as far as oh, yeah. foolishness. It's time for Kitchens to get fired. He's oh, yeah. over, this this is he's in over his head. He's not built for this. He's wasn't prepared to to challenge the you know to properly coach because still. Discipline is the other fact that you got to make sure that you got to keep your, your team in line. Like, they know they understand the consequences of they screw up and everything. And he doesn't have that that type of qualities. They only gave him the job because he had Mayfield doing something last year. He has a good relationship with Mayfield. And just because you got a good relationship with a quarterback don't mean that's automatically going to lead to success. He can still keep his job. He can make sure he keeps his job as the quarterback coach, but you yeah. bring in a real head coach. Right. I was about to say, it doesn't mean that it's going to carry over to the other players. Right. So, it's, um, you know, it was kind of a, a splash move and it backfires. And, again, like you said, unfortunately, because I'm thinking about the players, it's like now you're going to have another coach and you got to start from scratch again. With a whole new offense, because at least we're going with kitchens. You, you keep the same offense, but now whoever you replace them with, you got to start from scratch and start off with, with a whole new offense. Right. So uh, seeing them on um, hard knocks last year, you you could see the dysfunction within the uh, administration. Yeah. But, you know, that's why they're the Browns. So, <laughs> Browns on a Brown. So, that's enough of them. Um, do y'all think Lamar Jackson's a real deal? Yeah. Hell yeah. I, mean, I think everybody should be on the same page with this one. Um, yeah, because of the fact he got the same coordinator that made Kaepernick almost one completion away from being a Super Bowl champ. Yeah. And he should have been the saint. Y'all fucked that up. He should have been a yeah. He should have been a saint. Lamar should have been a saint, man. Yeah, he should have been, been, been a saint and or a patriot. But but we had Bridgewater, though. That's the thing. It's like 
you know, if you look at Bridgewater and you look at Lamar, they, they you know, they do no. have like no, okay. no, no, no. There's no, no comparison. There's no. no, can't do that. Don't do that. Don't you dare do no, that. No, but what I'm saying is, it's like you got one kid that knows the system versus somebody else where. Okay, can you see Lamar? Can you see Lamar Jackson being a, po- a pure pocket passer? That's technically what they want in Bridgewater. No, I mean, you change um, your system to fit that type of player. When you have a player that that dynamic, you change your system. That's what the Ravens did. You don't keep your system the same and say you got to run the same type of plays that Flacco did. Fuck that. You change everything that y'all do for him. Exactly. And the uh, thing with why Baltimore can do that, John John Harbaugh, his background is special teams. So he opened mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's like the same thing. If if uh, Teddy Bridgewater walks and y'all got Taysom Hill, aren't y'all going to change the offense for the Saints to fit Hill? He ain't going to run the same offense as he ran for Drew Brees. I will say this. I will say we we're going to go for that kid in Oklahoma. Hurts. Hurts? Yeah. Man, please don't do that. Don't do dare do that. I, I can see it. I don't know why. No. I didn't do. Don't, you need to unsee that. <laughs> dreaming. <laughs> yeah, don't don't yeah. do that to yourself. He he uh wide receiver kick return at best. No, 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 no. I don't, I'm not saying it for that reason. I think he can be play quarterback. In the NFL? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm not saying he's gonna be an elite. I think he can play. If, if you think about some of these quarterbacks that's in the league now that's playing, you you know, Gardner Minshew and uh Allen in Carolina and Josh Allen in Buffalo, you telling me he can't get on the field and do similar things? Josh Allen in Buffalo is kinda legit though, man. I'm I'm gonna kinda put him a little step above. He he kinda handling his business though. He yeah, shows he yeah, but I'm talking about it's still a bunch of what's the quarterbacks? Who I'm about to ask y'all this? Who's the quarterback in Denver? Who played quarterback today in Denver? That horrible uh, cat named Allen. Yeah, cat named Allen. Someone another, another Allen, but he's super garbage. Exactly. So you telling me Jalen Hurts can't play? Well, I'm saying all that cat, I was just saying all other cats. Yeah, all other cats you name. I was saying yeah, Hurts is better than himself for that. The kid at Buffalo, like the kid at Buffalo, is legit though. Mm-hmm. That was all I was saying. But for me, that's playing and that's winning. Can can Jalen Hurts win? Well you, get, well, you gotta get on the field first in order to win. And that's I, what I, don't you think, think. I don't think he can do that. Or are you saying that as a Saints fan, or are you saying that as you're just looking at the thirty-two teams? Looking at thirty-two teams, no, I don't think he can do that. I think he could. He, he got to be in the right team in the right, right. system. Mm-hmm. I think the right team, right system. He can probably pull something off. I'm not gonna sit there and say he's gonna be no franchise quarterback by no shape or form, but just saying is I think he can be a sufficient enough quarterback in the league. Yeah, I can somewhat see that. But just all in the right system though. There's not no anywhere. Like I said, some of these quarterbacks, like you said, we just named the quarterback then um the Lions. Uh Cincinnati. Staff. Like yeah, he Staff still was back up, yeah. Yeah, like we know these, you know, he's better than dumb cats. I mean, he at least I think he would have held hold his own better than them. Mm-hmm. That's that's all. Not to sit here and say, "Nah, nah you." I don't say you build your franchise around him. 
But I also but, am not saying that he, he, you draft him to be a wide receiver, a slot wide receiver. I don't think that's the right. case. Yeah, because he'll, you know, he he still will get drafted, but he probably won't, you know, it probably like a fourth, fifth round type vibe. He ain't gonna go yeah. nowhere high. I'll say that with him. I think he, I think he looks this good this year because he has the benefit of not having to throw the ball in the SEC. He could, he would, he's not, the throws he's making this year, he could never make an SEC. Never. Hmm. That's true. I'm well. I mean, that's what was shown. But then, I mean, the Lincoln Riley cat does. You know, he's he's getting cats in the league. So I mean, so that's the main one of them smart reasons why he went there. He's gonna he's gonna get a good yeah. chance of getting in the league. He's winning. So like I said, that's all he yeah. just trying to do is just get that opportunity to get in the league. Like you said, him standing mm-hmm. in Alabama wasn't going to happen. Like you said. No. But then at the same time, Alabama ain't known for developing quarterbacks anyway, too. Right. And, and, so, and no matter what numbers he put up, he always have to deal with that. that right. Reputation. Well, yeah. Well, Lincoln Riley, he's already been known as the like the quarterback guru of college, like so. It makes it looks good on his resume there. So just off the strength of that, he's gonna get drafted just for being in Oklahoma playing um, under him. The Lincoln Riley coach, so so he'll get a chance. But like, I mean, going back to what Floyd said, I can see it. You don't want to risk that on a high pick right. as far as getting Jalen Hurts, but nah, yeah, if you can get if you can get him late and then develop him. That makes sense to me. I mean, that's what I mean. That's what you you expect with Teddy Bridgewater or, or Taysom Hills is you develop them for a low cost. You right. want them with were were first round talent. Yeah, I guess you can say. Well, Teddy because he got injured, but you ain't but, trying to break the bank with them with either one of those quarterbacks. You know, Bridgewater is going to get paid next year, though, so. Mm-hmm. So you got to make that decision. But I, I, I look at it like, you know, as far as the Saints or whatever, I think this is, will probably be like the year that we we see a dramatic change kind of going into next season. I mean, mm-hmm. even though Drew, Drew, Drew is technically be there, but, I mean, the league is going more to towards the, the Michael Vick style of play now across the board. So that's how I look at it. You got to be mean, mobile one way or another. Yeah. Like you, you, cause even, you even, be if a you look, statue. even if you look at, you know, other, like, you know, like Daniel Jones, you know what I'm saying? Mobile. Uh, um, some of these other cats or whatever, Josh even the guy. Allen. Yeah. Even, even the cat in Carolina, that, that kid, you know what I'm saying? Mobile. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's like the norm for, for quarterbacks. Kind of like an old school type of vibe, because if you think about it, like those older quarterbacks that we we grew up on, more yeah. mobile too. But they were I, mobile I as far as as moving around in the pocket, and maybe like getting five or ten yards here or there. There's not too many quarterbacks even now that can, other than probably uh, Lamar and Josh Allen in Buffalo, that gets you 
50 plus yards a rush. You're not a per rush, I mean per game. Per, ga- per game and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more so to create space and to pick up a first down here and there. But you know, more, not, not so much mobile, but just more athletic, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. like Tony Romo. Tony Romo is a good example. You know, he just enough to just enough to make you keep somebody in coverage close. Keep and, you honest. And to keep you honest, you know what I'm saying? So that's a good point. Um, but yeah, you, you gotta, I mean, it's like in in all sports, is just all these players are developing. Is it's like defensive ends run, being able to run a four four. Um oh god. You know, it's 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 something you have to deal with just based on the the expansion and dynamics of uh, nutrition and, and just the, the physical nature of the game now is that it ain't just about being 280 pounds and clubbing somebody over the head. It's also being able to chase down the line and and, and exert your speed, you know, use your speed to change the game as well. Uh, I like the white Freeney. Yes. You know, like it makes no sense for somebody to be that big, to be that fast coming off the edge. Like that's a quarterback's nightmare. That, like you, like Floyd was saying, you kind of have no choice but to be a quicker quarterback because these these mofo's coming around that corner, blazing. Yeah. Right. So be a but, statue but the, if you want. <laughs> but but the, or the flaw of that is once they get injured, that's it. I'm saying like that one good hit, the liability of them. It's like very high versus, you know. That's only if they're a smaller frame quarterback. So, like with Cam, even though Cam is is starting to break down now, but over the years he took a lot of hits because he was able to take a lot of hits because he was that big. But these smaller, like RG3, what he lasted, what, two years? Yeah, but he refused to slide. Yeah, but sliding is is a problem that a lot of these quarterbacks – if they didn't play baseball, they don't know how to slide. So, but like RG three, you know, he's he can't he couldn't take a hit. Like he was getting injured in college. When right. he had an ACL, I think he had an ACL yeah. or some type of knee injury in college. Yeah, yeah, yep, ACL. So his legs are extra medium. So, you know, I knew that was going to be a problem for him going to college. But you know, like all these, if you're going to be a mobile quarterback, you got to be like a Cam or you got to be like a Russell Wilson where you you got to have some size and be solid to be able to embrace those hits or know how to dodge those hits like Lamar Jackson does. Right. Because being out there, just, just running and, and being flimsy out there, you get your ass lit up. Same thing with Josh Kyle Allen. Murray. Josh Allen got, got some size too. Kyler Murray thick too. He, he ain't no... Right. No light dude. Right. He's short. He's, he's just short. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. yeah. And, so. and the thing that's with, with, with Kyler and, you know, and I, I think Kyler's going to be fine. He's going to get that Russell Wilson category because former baseball players, you know, you know how to slide. That's just to get that out the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we, we know that. And you, you know how to avoid you know, avoid that contact and, and, and you know, but also, get to the plate and get to, your, get to your point where you need to get to. But it also brings up a good point as far as being a multi-sport athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin, Sondell, posted something a couple of days ago, and he was saying it was a picture of 
Kristen McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott. And they were saying these are the top running backs in the NFL. Look what they all have in common. It was showing pictures of them in high school, playing football, playing basketball, running track, or playing baseball. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they they played multiple sports, showing that they had multiple skill sets. You know what I'm saying? So um, Chris McCaffrey ran track. So as you can see, he has breakaway speed. speed. Same thing with Ezekiel Elliott. Same thing with Saquon Barkley. Ezekiel Elliott and Barkley played uh, basketball. So that's, that's the hand-eye coordination as far as catching the ball off the backfield. Um, yeah, Zeke was a world-class hurdler. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, it's in this age now where, um, which I've seen the firsthand, where a lot of these kids are getting specialists and, and playing the same sport year-round and not, you know, and not expanding their their athletic abilities, it's a gift and a curse because they get to be robotic. You know, what I'm right. so um, versus if they're you know if you play football and basketball, um, you know your football aspect will help you in basketball be more physical, and then your basketball aspect might you know make you you know have a little more finesse. Um, or if you ran track, that breakaway speed like. I don't care what anybody say. Speed, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, that makes a huge difference. Because like to the point where NFL teams have drafted people that just ran track and never played football, <coughs> will it go? Um, the Cowboys. Who's the, um, the Cowboys draft? Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes. Yep. Yep. So like it, it, you know, speed just makes a difference. And you can see between these three running backs is when they turn that corner, it's done. Yeah, it's like Rasheed Wallace. He's, um, Rasheed Wallace, you know, he ran track in high school. He was the state champion in the 200. That's why he was able to run up and down that court so mm-hmm. freakishly quick. Rasheed Wallace. Rasheed Wallace was on the state title right. in the 200. Jeez. Wow. Yes. And that's why he was able to run up and down that court the way he was able to always run up and down the court. So, it is, you know, you like, you think because he's 6'10", he just taking long strides. Nah, he, he taking long, fast strides. Real, real always, strides. Right. So that's why he was able to do the things he did mm-hmm. for so long. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. And, um, yeah, because he was from, he from Philly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, from Philly. yeah. Yeah. He was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania State type um, champion, the 200. So you just but think about somebody 6'10 trying to run a corner, running that corner in a straightaway. That's not right. I mean, that's just part of the eye test as far as um, when it comes to basketball. Like when big men, you want to see how they run, how they move their hips, how they, you know, what their stride is. Because if they if they out there looking like a, a newborn uh, deer or giraffe, Ooh. I guarantee they're going to be injured within the first five years. Versus they got that natural stride. Um, like you said, like, uh, for example, um, I'm trying to think, like, Rasheed was a good one, but I'm trying to think of somebody else that, like, Sean Kemp, like, you ain't never seen a hitch in his run. Nope. Even when he got fat. Yeah. You know Still what I'm saying? Still running with a flow. You know what I'm saying? So, versus you look at Joel Embiid, he looks like he hurting when he runs. Um, what's the dude that the uh, – the Grizzlies took before James Harden that went to UConn, the big, tall, 
Oh, so, speed. Yeah, seen yeah, to be. Yeah. He looked. He looked like an accident waiting to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that 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 whole. But I mean the same thing with you know you can look at wide receivers is it's all about their stride. Um as far as are they gonna be effective and and be injury prone or not. Right. Speaking of hips, man, that deck exercise really works. <laughs> what what exercise? The deck. The deck. The oh. exercise. Yeah, oh, everybody, everybody making fun of. They making fun of it, but it really is fun. It really worked. I, I was in the deck because, uh, you know, Dash of Cowboys fan. I said, man, you see how silly you quarter that look? And I did that. I'm like, dang, You got to think about it. Like, when it comes to being a quarterback, it is not about your arm or not just about your arm. It's about your hips. It's about hips. your legs, your back. Hips. Um, so yeah, if you can get those, get that motion and get that consistent, because your arm strength can, can only do so much, it yeah, take you so far. And then hey man, be, the way don't you be out here dacking, don't be out here dacking, uh, trying to long stroke next 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah. Don't try exactly. to dance, try to long stroke next 2020. I ain't trying to have none of that shit. <laughs> That's so true. For the 99 or 2000. You know what I'm saying? Be like, next time I see y'all, be like, oh. Everybody happy, You're like, what the fuck y'all been doing, Dakin? Oh, <laughs> Stupid. So, so yeah, so NFL, you know, we had the halfway point, a little bit beyond the halfway point, so playoffs coming up, so all of our teams are still in the playoff hunt, so that's good, um, less stressful. Saints, of course, a little better than the Titans and the Raiders, but it's going to be interesting uh next couple of weeks. Um, uh, they're Packers and 49ers. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> moving on to the NBA, um, a lot of ups and downs so far. Um, one, I know we talked about the Lakers previously uh, losing their, their first game against the Clippers, but ever since then, they've been running the table. So, uh a lot of love for LeBron all of a sudden. First, they were trying to kick him while he was down. Now they back on him. Do y'all think it's a it's legit, or you think he's gonna he's gonna fizzle out as the year goes on? Uh, they're gonna pace him. I think he'll pace himself. I don't think he'll fizzle out unless it just one on one again another freak accident type injury happens to him. Mm-hmm. But it, if it don't, if he stays hell, I think if he don't have no injuries, I think he'll still play typical LeBron ball. He doesn't have to. He don't have to go as hard as he has in the past because of the fact he has Anthony Davis. And then yeah. I guess once Kuzma gets in his little comfort zone and pocket, that's one even that's a little bit more he ha- wouldn't have to put the pressure on himself. So, but what Paul George did last night, dog, all them, that pressure gonna get kind of real. Them two games that Paul George has had, um, I think yeah. I saw a post of it uh, earlier today. I think they say he scored 70 points like on 
30 shots, something ridiculous like that in 40 minutes. Because I think uh, the first game, he, he scored 33 in like 24 minutes. Right. And then he did 37 in 20 minutes. So, like, that's ultra efficient. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, without and Kawhi. Without Kawhi. And the other part about it is, like, were they really holding him out because he was hurt? Or were they just kind of, like, playing possum? That's the I said he was a little bit playing possum, too, because he he said, man, it's the best his shoulders has felt in years. <laughs> and I think they just gave him that little extra since he was saying he was feeling good. He said, you know what, we're just going to let you sit out a little bit longer, let you rest. Mm-hmm. Let's rest a little more. You know, we'll let you come in around the middle of November, let you sit out, you know, and then now look what you're doing. Playing with this efficiency is crazy. The fact that you have surgery on both shoulders. So the melee, what I thought is like his shooting was going to be effective. And he coming out here shooting ultra efficient, like like he got some type of cheat code. I saw somebody post earlier saying like, you know, did they install some some microchips, some some terminator type terminator two type shit in his shoulder. Well he was in that commercial mm-hmm. for the Terminator. <laughs> yep. So he doing something because this is like you said, it is crazy what he's doing right now. So that's gonna be kind of scary. But then Boston officially know now they gotta get rid of going going headwood. But who gonna take him? Like go well, I'm backtrack. Let's backtrack. So going back to LeBron, LeBron is not having to do as much as he used to. He's just basically right. being a facilitator. Um, so, yes, that's going to save him as far as um, getting buckets. Um, Kuzma, Anthony Davis has been carrying the scoring low, and um, JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard is holding down on defense. So that's, what, that's what's been pushing the Lakers on. Going to Gordon Hayward, he's been playing well, and the Celtics overall because they're number one in the East. I think they do need to trade him, but not because he's not good. Oh, you know, it's not about a, yeah, it's not at all about him not being good. They just play better. I just think they just have a, they just play better with the fact that they didn't have Haywood or Kyrie on the roster. I just well, think no, no, no. I think they play well with him, but they playing they're using him the wrong way. And when I say the wrong way, it's like he's got he's getting a max contract, and they're basically using him as like a facilitator, like a point forward. And I don't think that's worth max salary to put into someone to only get you 17 a game, six, seven assists. Right. I don't think that's worth it. So if you can trade and get someone else, whether it's a big or I would think it had to be a big. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a big. It got to be a big, but it's just about what – which. Yeah. What big would be available, but it's gonna be a big for sure. You know, so and then that way you can use whether it's Tatum or, or Jalen Brown in that uh-huh. manner. Uh but the fact that you're playing Gordon Hay with all that money, like I say, he's played well this year, he's being efficient, he's being right. a good facilitator. But I think as far as building the team, especially especially since you pay Kimba and you just pay Jalen Brown and you gotta pay Tatum next year. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to look at that long-term move 
and 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 move Gordon, uh, which I think will be difficult. I think it'll be to the point where they probably have to add something in the deal. Like it'll be have to be Gordon in a, a first for somebody. Gordon the first in a player for whoever. One person I heard was Blake Griffin, which no, I think would be a bad move. Horrible move. Why? I think it would be a bad Why? move because he's injury prone. Like right, he's, he's injury prone oh, yeah. and he's old and he's older. Older, exactly. Only, as far as his talent, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as his talent, I think it would have been. A, I think um, just talent alone, like on, if you're playing 2K, you turn injuries off. Yes, that's great. But as far as him and taking that 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 massive deal in his injuries is not worth it. But ju- ju- I can, um, man, just imagine Kimba Walker and Blake Griffin running pick and roll. Right. Man, it's all I mean, the contract, like you said, the contract actually will work. And it's the contract will work, but it's his is a little bit more, but it's horrible. I mean, you don't want to pay that much for somebody with jacked up knees and hamstrings or whatever else. He, he didn't broke his hand. and Right. So I can see that being an issue, but um, I mean that's as a last resort if you can't find nobody to take Gordon. But I don't think it'd be hard for somebody to take Gordon because Gordon because he's showing that he is playing well. Mm-hmm. It's just you know I just think because of the fact that it's I don't know the Boston thing may be not a good vibe for him and that's why he's been injury. But I still think him and his being maybe somewhere else will still help out. Maybe you know maybe still not trade him this season, but maybe in the off season and for like draft, you know, yeah. get yourself back up in the lottery again and get somebody and save else. some cap space. But yeah, so it could be to that point too. But my, but the person that got to get traded, I need him out of Chicago ASAP. I need Who? him. Zach. I need Zach out of Chicago. Why? No, Chicago sucks. I don't like it. I need him out of there. That man game is too cold to be sitting there being wasted in Chicago. Oh, okay, I'm about to say. I was about to say. I don't think Zach is the problem. With Chicago. No, he's not the problem. I just don't want him there then no. losing. Nobody ain't getting a chance to see him ball the way he balling. Now the team I just thought about where he should go, and uh, I just it's two teams I think he should go to is here in Dallas or in Atlanta. Dallas, Dallas wouldn't work. Well, well, if you if you trade him to Dallas, you have to give up somebody like Tim Hardaway Jr., a little Feeney Smith cat. Yeah. Okay. And you your core be Zach, Luca, Seth, and KP. Yeah, I think it'd be alright. I, I can see that. And you said Atlanta, 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 Atlanta wouldn't work. You don't think Atlanta will work? No, because um, I read it. Well, I read a Jalen Brown go to Atlanta. That was my hope before he resigned. But um, I think um, with Trey, the way he plays mm-hmm. with the ball and the uh, ball, I think right, Zach, I see what you're saying. Zach doesn't fit to be to be in the spot up shooter. That doesn't work. Got but uh, yeah, but Trey is he's high up in uh, in assists. Yeah, but like the way that Zach plays, like he couldn't. I don't see him. Zach is pretty much like a point guard too. Oh, okay. 
So I don't see that as being a consistent fit. I mean, it possibly can work. Um, yeah, like the Dallas situation will work because of the fact that everybody's helping out. Everybody will pass the ball. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be a isolation type situation. He will just blow it to the floor of the game with the team now. Like Luke can have a great game and, and score 10 points. You know what I'm saying? But Trey, Trey got to get you 20 and 10 with 18 plus shots. Yeah, and I like that. That was eating to Zach's game. I see what you're saying now. Well, I, I can't think. I don't know. Dallas is in the only team then I can see with ease. Now, and probably some other teams I just not putting together. But, nah, I don't want no sacrifice. We need man need to go win somewhere. The West is loaded. I mean, it's bad if I said yeah. Dallas, but Dallas at least has two foundational players. Milwaukee. Oh, no. God damn. I mean, you say you want them to win. You know what? They could get rid of if they're willing to yeah, just try. I say do an even swap, trade Milton, Milton for no, 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 no. trade Bledsoe. Bledsoe for that. Oh, good call. Hmm. Good and call. You just have a, you just have a um, back to what you had with Brogdon. You just have an ultra big lineup. And then right. you got Bledsoe in Chicago tweeting. I'm not happy here. Yep, exactly. Yes, exactly. I was at the barber shop. I'm not happy here. <laughs> hey man, I'm just saying he's not, but he's 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 play. But like the thing, he do it like crime. But then when he gets the opportunity, he's not taking advantage of. It. Exactly. It's consistent. You can't you can't do that. You can't cry about it and then don't produce. Right. Now one thing I will say, he does play defense. Uh, in the regular season, but his his offensive game, which his offensive game ain't never really been good. Let's get that. I don't know why people have that expectation. He scores twenty points because he gets steals and get layups, or he runs on the break. Yeah, um, well, he's too strong. You see how big he is for his size. Like he yeah. just be just snatch the ball out the day, guard. <laughs> he just go bully balling. Oh, he is Brian Taylor, but right. coordinated. I heard um, when he was at the Clippers, they used to call him Baby LeBron. Yeah. Like, just yeah, imagine I, him playing running back. That's that's what I see him as. Like, exactly. He is built like a running back. That's a perfect call. Built like a running back. <coughs> so, so yeah. I mean, I, I get to with Zach. Like, I, I definitely tune into the Bulls game just for Zach. Um, right. I think they got some. I think they have potential. I think Wendell, Wendell what is his name? Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah. He's been yeah. nice. Um, he's a good, consistent player. Um, Larry Markinen is. Uh, he's. I think he's on a slump right now. But Kobe White from North Carolina, he's been balling on on and off. So I think they got potential, and they got Otto Porter. Um, of course, not potential to do something this year, but I think going forward, if they keep the core together, they can be, they can be a problem long term. Right. I don't, I don't think I see a, a move for the Bulls to where they can make a move and and be successful quickly. Well, yeah, that's why I want them out of there because they ain't gonna be successful no time soon. No. Now let's get them oil. On other t- oh, Memphis, though. But Memphis ain't going to give up yeah. nobody. Ja, oh, ja, just get that man his trophy right now. This season over with. Just give him the rookie of the year ASAP. When I say that boy is a problem, 
like y'all don't understand. Like I've been watching his games. The fact that this boy is about 165 pounds and attacking the rim like AI used to, like it, it don't make no sense. And he's smart with the ball. Like he's actually making good passes and stuff like that. So, and it's only gonna get better. Exactly. I think, he averaged, I think he's he already averaged like 23 a game. Last I saw. Um, Hitting games. Well, yeah, because he, yeah, he already got six, like six or seven games already. Yeah, he's already been averaging 20, yeah, 20 and six. So I think he's averaging 18 a game, but he's already had a few games where, like you say, he's been 20 and over six assists. So, you know, As he, 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 dunking, he dunking on teammates. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> you dunk on your own teammate. Like, come on, I need him to relax. You know, so. And how he can handle the ball in traffic. Like you say, he takes all the contact. And still be, I'm like, this kid here is ridiculous. Because the first couple of games, he was having trouble as far as absorbing the contact. I think he wasn't expecting as much as he was getting, but he adjusted real quickly. Because mm-hmm. he's splitting double teams and, and splitting the pick and roll and, and just going up with no problem. Right. Like, almost like he went to, like, another gear. Like, he said, okay, I just yeah. got to be a little quicker. Like, I, need, I just need to be a little quicker now. It made no damn sense. Yeah, so I like I said, it. when I saw him dunk on Jaron Jackson Jr., I was like, "That." I was like, "How you gonna snatch the live from your own man and then dunk it on, on a six-two man?" Yeah, six-ten. I'm sorry, it's not six-two. Six-ten man. Six-ten. Six-eleven. So that that yeah, that he gonna be a problem. Um, I knew that he would have a better chance of rookie of the year because he was going to have the ball in his hand so much versus Zion or R.J. Barrett or whoever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's, he's a, a clear cut. Him and um, the cat from Miami, none. Yeah, the none kid is doing he's, – yeah, he's all definitely doing his thing. Yeah, but the problem is none plays off the ball, so it'll be a little bit hard for him to consistently put up numbers because he has so much help on the wing was him, Tyler Hero, and Jimmy, Jimmy Buckets. So right. he's going to have games where he get 30 or get 20, but he also going to have games where he gets five and, and 10. So first job going to get either, job going to get points or assists. Either way it goes, he's going to get, he going to get some type of stat. And, and steals. And steals, yeah. So, yeah, so, so he does it all. Uh, what y'all think about uh, my boy Melo going to Portland? I think it's a good look. Yeah. Just now, the fact, I mean. I think it's a year too late because Portland been trying. Right, but it's like this. He, I know he not. I know they're not going to start him, but how are you going to feel about coming off this bench? Right. What I always say with him when they, everybody brings it up is, like, it doesn't matter if he starts to come off the bench. It's who finished the game and how many minutes he plays. Mm-hmm. Right. And, so if he, and, and I've heard they, they're committing him to the four. Yeah, which they – that's the problem. That's why they signed him because they need him at the – you know, they need him to play the four because they have nobody else that's been producing or being consistent. Mm-hmm. But what, what one thing people sleep on is his rebounding ability – when he was in New York, I know at one point he was averaging like nine points, not points, nine rebounds a game. 
and while he was going like 30. So if he can do that and help out and get those easy points that way, I think he'll he'll be all right. Yeah, I think if he plays the six-man role, this could generate another – I don't know, not a couple of years for him and stuff. And then I think having that year off might have helped out his body too. And helped yeah. him condition yeah. better. And so I think that might still give him a couple more years if he could just, yeah, willing just to go make that transition to that position. Because mm-hmm. he still can get buckets. We know he can score all day. So that's that ain't going to go away. Just the fact uh-huh. that he just can't be playing all those minutes like you said. Right. And not be carrying a load because that's another thing right. too. Is is one thing to play all those minutes being the main guy. It's another thing to be uh, playing off the ball and being a second or third option. Right. So I think, I think um, it's a good he play his first I, game tomorrow. So I'll be tuned in. Yeah, he played the Pelicans. Yeah, they playing against. Well, it's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. No, I, th- I think they well. He might play the Pelicans too, but I think they also got one Monday. Okay then. Gotcha. Yeah, my nephew Mellow fan. He was he was saying the first game is Monday. Okay. Shout out to Yellow Boy. But <laughs> so it's a it's gonna be a interesting season. I think um a lot of things is is kind of been shocking. The Clippers haven't been as good as they people thought, but at the same time, that's without PG. When we seen what he did the past two games without Kawhi, right. so when Kawhi right. and him on the court with Patrick Beverly, who gonna handle the ball against them three defenders? That's gonna be that's gonna be the craziest thing. So that's gonna be interesting. Um, the Lakers. Who's going to get hurt? Mm-hmm. Is KCP going to still play like trash? Mm-hmm. Um, Pelicans um, still Zion. They play with heart, but uh, they, they playing with heart. That's all I can say right now. They definitely. And that's play all they with can heart. do. You want to develop your young players, but it's hard to when you, you don't have your best players: Holiday, Ingram, Ball, Zion playing consistently. There's no way that it could compete. Um, you know, they won tonight. They did beat. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they won. Um, I think they won by eight, one way to 100. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, over Golden State. But, you know, same thing with Golden State. They have a bunch of their players out, too. So it's a matter of realistic expectations as far as what they should do. Like, do you really want to be an eight seed and get, get swept in the first round, or should you just tank and? And hope to uh, jump up in the draft. So, right, but that's what I would prefer. I still don't feel like Gentry is the coach for him, though. Why not? Even without him having all the pieces, I don't. He just never was like a coach. He just never sold me as a head coach. Now, like offensive minded, yes, but just that leadership as a head coach, I just never got that vibe from him to like make something happen. So. But if he's not the guy, then if you're not getting Mark Jackson or I don't know who else to be out there, or Jason Kidd, right. who else would you be willing to blow it up for to, to switch to? 
So yes, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's the question right now. But I just, I just know in the long run this is not gonna work. But I just think I still have to figure out who that other coach could be, though. But I don't know. I just don't see it with Gentry in the big picture. Hmm. Well, I say Griff, Griff will find out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Griff playing no games. I think. Uh, He'll definitely make a quick switch if he if he sees something that ain't working. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Gonna, he ain't playing no games, especially with all those picks that he got back. He he knows he don't want to have the wrong coach out there screwing that that stuff up. He messing up the development, messing up the developments and exactly. everything like that. Look, like look here, I got you all these picks. I'm gonna get you all this young talent. You better do it the right way. If not, you gotta get out. Right. So I will get grip there. Yeah, he's not gonna let it get. That's what's out. He's, that's. I'm not concerned. He's not going to let anything get out of Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? If your team screw up, uh, Batman, then we can take your coach. Yeah, we looking like we're going to give him up. Um, (laughs) Or I think it's prematurely. But um, I know last night we lost another heartbreaker. That's why I was telling somebody earlier. It's like we didn't have three to four games we lost by game winners. Jason Tatum. Kyrie Irving, Graham last night for Charlotte. Um, it was another game that came down to the end too. But as a, you know, we're we're at least competing. We're at least close in the games, right? You know, what I'm saying versus last year, but we was purposely taking where we'll be yeah, up in the second I'll, quarter and then sit. Yeah, uh, but that's still that team still is not a good team overall. And I'm like, what they expecting? I mean, which I got all them power forwards that y'all. Signed and everything, you know, it's like, come on, you gotta give the man a better roster than what you gave him. Yeah, because what happened is the worst case scenario is like all of our point guards got hurt. Yeah, right. And then our center got hurt, Mitchell Robinson got hurt, and he got hurt again last night. So, <clears throat> you the the positions that you had the least amount of the talent in, you got shorthanded on, and that's what the losing streak developed into. Um. And you got situations where you got R.J. Barrett playing point guard. You got Taz Gibson playing center or, you know, Bobby Portis playing long stitches at center. And it ain't, the, ain't the move. And it ain't the, how the team is built because Mitchell Robinson, with his shot blocking and energy, that's what you expect to have in the middle versus having somebody flat-footed playing center. So, But, but let me ask you that, man. They, they were talking about uh, – I heard somebody was talking about the reason why Knicks – haven't been doing well because you don't have, you know, that New York or that Nick culture folks in the, you know, front office. Like you, you had, last year you had Pat Riley who's from New York who mm-hmm. knows, knows that culture. You think that's a part of the reason why? No. You know? I don't think that's part of the reason why as far as the front office. I don't think that's the issue. <clears throat> As far as the front office, I think um, we we have Allen Houston in the front office. He's not a New Yorker, but he played for the Knicks. But that doesn't translate to the floor. The issue is the talent on the floor with the combination of the play style that we wanted. So previously when we had Melo and Porzingis and J.R. Smith um, and Phil come in, the man and everyone the triangle, that didn't work. Even though we had talent, but we was running the offense that didn't spit today's game. 
-hmm. versus we had last year we didn't have as much talent but when we was winning we would do stuff to tank so we can get a better draft pick like i said before i told y'all previously and i you know put in the chat it's like man moody will have 20 points in the first half and then all of a sudden sit out the whole third quarter you know so that was a whole plan as far as that but at the same time it is you got to develop the players you have and put them on the court and put them in position to be successful and you know we got a lot of young people that's either underachieving or not being consistent. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr., um, Frank Neal Killia, uh, Kevin Knox, um, Lonzo Trier, um, Mitchell Robinson been steady, uh, but he's just been hurt a lot. So, so it's a it's a matter of being able to be consistent and healthy. Um, but like I said, at least we're competing this year. Um, but at the same time, it's just, you know, we need players to step up and be consistent. Julius Randle, stop shooting jump shots. Tyler Singh, can shoot threes. Huh. Um, Frank, uh, Frank Smokes, you know what I'm saying? Stop, stop being passive. Uh, Kevin Knox shooting these ugly floaters, you know. Be strong to the basket. You, you fucking six eight, six nine. Stop shooting floaters and intact the rim. Uh, you know, little stuff like that. Like I said, Mitchell Robinson, Shell met this. He just, you know, he's frail. So I'm, I can see why he's been getting injured a lot. But when he is on the court, he does his thing. Right. But yeah, I see Fizdale days are numbered, and then we're gonna hire some pushover as coach in this place, so more stress for me. <laughs> cool. Like he but he I guess you need for him to go to the Canadian League now where he was already in the NFL. Mm -hmm. he was Who are you talking about, Cap? Yeah. yeah, Cap, yeah. But didn't he have an opportunity with Baltimore at some point? Or no. somewhere they talked about it. it. No, they talked about it, but they, didn't they talked about it. Yeah, they talked about it, but now he really had no options. Like I said, you sued all thirty-two teams, and they throw all thirty-two teams cut you a check to go away, and here you still trying to come in and get a job. Yeah, true. You know, like come on, man, that don't make any sense to keep fight. If you really wanted to play in the league, you'd have went to court then, if or put it in the settlement. Well, if, if y'all want to do a settlement, I still want an opportunity to play in the league. You should have did negotiations better than what the hell you did. Mm -hmm. Just ask back with negotiations. Yeah, Sorry, let's, got... let's save that because like, there's a, a lot we can get into that. Um, like I said, that'll be as far as the part of the front leg <clears throat> uh, that we'll get into. Anything else you want to add, Floyd, that we should discuss? Other than Byron uh, Allen streams the production question I, well i will say like this well this is another topic for another day but you can talk about are cheerleaders necessary in football in 2019 is what are nfl cheerleaders a necessary? Necessary? 
2019. Yes. When you at the game, yeah. yes. I guess for when you there at the game, yeah. And for I, us, no. And tell if you watching on TV, it don't matter. I hope the Cowboys ain't listening when you say that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> But I mean, but like actually, I had a female kind of tell me that she was like, "Well, for the for the the limited, like say for example, they don't necessarily highlight yeah. it on football. I mean, like they don't, they don't get much screen time, right? So they don't get that much screen time, right? Yada yada yada. From a business standpoint, outside of you know the the you know the the, the calendars and stuff like that, expo- you know, exploiting you know or whatever, or, or is it really necessity?" To have yeah. Yes. Yeah. At the at, when you at for the people at the game, yeah, I say that it's more for the people at the game than television wise. And then it, it promotes it promotes the team too because I remember nineteen years old, I had a sensational character. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. So I, mean, I, mean, I just I just wanted to bring that that topic to the table. You know what I mean? All right, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. 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 I know see the problem with I'm shit, I don't, I forgot you have to forget. Now you yep. saw they kept now the one that was funny to me was they kept that um them two guy cheerleaders with the Rams, they kept that on the wraps. Yeah. All the way through. Man, you ain't they said they got on the team, but you ain't never seen them flash them one time on TV. I see it on basketball though. I see the basketball ones though. Yeah, yeah. The see the ones on before quick but that's only like with the local that's sometimes only with the local um True. games. If you watch the national games, they don't have like the cheerleaders. Yeah, because I'm thinking about the Hawks, and it's definitely only with the. Uh, yeah, I, when the, when I'm watching the Mavs, if I'm watching the Mavs locally, yeah, they, they only show you highlight your cheerleaders locally, but they don't on the national standpoint. They never broadcast them. That's right. I, preseason games they do that with the NFL. When you watching those games locally, they'll highlight the cheerleaders. Then, but other than that, when once you play in the national games, they don't highlight that because I guess they don't want to. That's how they try to keep picks from coming with the sexist yep. thing of why y'all still doing that. So they but they be wilding out in the basketball though. They be oh, busting yeah, it open. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, well, his my his mother gave about that, right? So why? I mean, I don't necessarily think it's like a bad thing for 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 male, you know, cheerleaders or whatever. Because if you look at you know high school and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what the, I mean, the college basketball? Yeah, they do the yeah they do the male cheerleader thing. And that, but yeah, but yeah, but it's like, you know, I'm just saying, though, the NFL ain't ready for all that. Highlight it. All right, hold on, hold all that information. So let's okay. get it started. Because, like I said, we, that's some good stuff. All right. That we, we can uh, blend in. So. Surprise, bitch. <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> uh, so moving on. So uh, let's jump into this uh, to, to the entertainment business. Um, which uh, we've been discussing a little bit on and off the past couple of weeks. Um, this whole Byron Allen lawsuit thing. Um. What do y'all think as far as the impact that this may have long term? If it goes right or wrong? Huge. Got the Constitution involved in this. Yeah. Because I didn't know until I listened to the interview on Breakfast Club. 
Well, not taking the Constitution, but more. Well, yeah, part of the Constitution. The, the, the Discrimination Act from uh, this, from the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I was. I didn't know it was going to even that far and in depth. That. Mm-hmm. They that determined to keep this man from becoming this powerful. Right. It's like playing a trump card. Right. And and like you said, is is it worth it going, you know, as far as on both sides, is it worth going that far? Hell yeah. yeah. I I said for us, I said for us, yeah. We we they don't that piece of paper don't matter to us regardless. We get screwed anyway. Yeah. So I think we got nothing to lose regardless anyway, because they don't they don't honor nothing that they write anyway if it pertains to us when it comes to laws and anything in the first place. So I feel like, nah, we got nothing to lose. So we should go out guns blazing. Yeah. yeah know, but- and he made a good point, too. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're coming at him, you know, drop a suit and we might talk to you. No, right. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's not how this going to work. I think I think they, they, well. I guess the, the little nugget I took from it was, look who put them on. You know what I mean? Like you know, yeah. Not to say that. And I, and I think I think based off of that opportunity that he was given, mm-hmm. he pretty much kind of like I have to do this, even for right. the other side of the fence where you do have those type of people who's willing to give you opportunities. You know, and it's uh, I can kind of relate to that myself. You know what I mean? So I can just kind of look at it like. He's gonna have. I mean, he's an example, and he got the assets. It won't necessarily hurt his pocket. I mean, it's hurting his pockets, but it's not necessarily. It's not gonna kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yeah it's not putting a dent. That's the part of the interview he was saying. He, he never yeah. wanted to say how much money he had, which we know this money is, is crazy. Because that's what I'm about to say is like you got to think about like when he was in an interview is when he was saying he, he it was that one white business guy that invited him to a party after everybody else kept telling him no. But as soon as that guy was saying, this is the hardest working man in the business, blah, 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 you need to talk to him. Then all of a sudden the door, you know, some more doors opened up for him. Um, right. And the fact that he get he got those opportunities let you know how long his money is. All right. Exactly. That man even gave his dad's, his dad tied to him because he was that much impressed with him of how he sells. He said, my dad would have loved you because you, you are a salesman. Mm-hmm. Like, he respected him to that level. I said, man, you give your father's time that you love to death to this man? He said, yeah, my dad. He said, yeah, my dad would have definitely liked you because you can sell. You'd be surprised. It's, it's, it's technically, in a lot of cases, if you're an asset to that magnitude, you know what I mean? That, right. Oh, that, yeah, so to that magnitude. Yeah, you know, he's like, he was saying like um when he was doing his TV show or, or trying to sell his TV show, he was like, he didn't want no money. How he said it? He was like, he was, fr- you know, he was doing the show with his own money, but he was selling the commercial time. Yeah, he was, he was taking a smaller cut yeah. from the commercial time mm-hmm. and give it to them just because he just wanted to get on. Do I remember watching Byron now like two o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Watching this. And I'm like, okay, who is Byron? And I was like, who is this cat? And then did not know he was a comedian first. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know, I know about the, him being a comedian first. That's why I first know because, yeah, even then his show, his little talk show he had was coming on like right after Saturday Night Live. 
Right, Saturday. exactly. <laughs> right. That's that, what that I'm Right. But it I'm makes sense. What we know now is like to be a, a, a talk show host or something like that, you got to have some type of comedic background or some type of improv background. So that does make sense that. Yeah, it that's did. That's where you start. But that, but that, that's not the one that made him his money. The one that made him his money is uh, one like, like one of those you know interview shows when you know the, the, these the, these actors and directors got a new movie coming out and they got to hit that press junket. So yeah, that's know. the one I'm talking about. That's oh, the yeah, one okay. I knew about. That's okay. the one I knew about. I'm He's talking all me. Those. Yeah, me and probably talking about the the old school, the original one. Yeah, back in the '80s, we and he had his own like. Arsenio Hall light, light. Yeah. <laughs> right. <That> free. <laughs> so. See, I remember him on the Johnny Carson show a couple of times, but I didn't mm-hmm. remember the part. But you know what? Now as I'm thinking about, I just, I don't know. I guess I want to think about him as a comedian for some reason because he just didn't come off as one to me. I don't know. Right. But he's, and, I've always remember seeing him over the. I've always remember seeing him all through the '80s. And I, for me, I remember his funniest joke for me was. Uh, you know, you ever wonder why women never get a headache going shopping? <laughs> yeah, I, I always remember that. Like, yeah, my mama never gets out. Yeah, I don't know. In the grocery store, in the mall. Mm-mm. You got more energy for that, right? It's my pleasure. My my pleasure. <laughs> so. And I think this is if he wins this, this is gonna even help out like even the likes of Ice Cube. You see how Ice Cube was denied as being kind of blackballed a little bit too, because he's been trying to buy a couple of yeah. sell a couple of TV um buy a couple of TV stations and even create a couple. And they mm-hmm. won't even give him that opportunity to do that neither. So this is even will help out well, Cube. Well, Alan was saying part of the issue was <laughs> this was something that came up in the past. And I remember from BET days too. Um, it was it was originally around having a black sports network to do HBCU yeah. Yeah. games. That was a great idea too. Which is a great idea. Which was something that BET used he to do. Used to do, yeah, exactly. Um, back in the day when they used to see Steve McNair games. So yep. like even these days, with sports has expanded and there's so much talent that's being spread out. Like it makes more sense to have these type of whether it's basketball and football for the game get on TV at the same time. Also have a, a version of ESPN, hence our podcast, be on that type of platform. You know what I'm saying? So it would make more opportunities for people of color, um, for smaller colleges. So so yeah, like why wouldn't that be something you would at least discuss. That's the whole problem. It's like you don't even, these bigger companies don't even want you to come to the table to discuss the idea. Because the powers that be don't want, you know, a lot of these black kids in, the, in, the, in these poor neighborhoods don't. They they, fight. Yeah, they Dream don't even realize that there's an HBCU. Wait, there's a college this one. That's where black people go? Like, yeah. Right. So you put, you make a black, black college sports network? Hmm. Don't let you grambling isn't a, a for real option now. Yeah, Southern right. is an option. Hampton yeah. is an option now. You can't realign these kids into certain certain schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because kind of 
all these HBCUs will be getting money, TV money now. Right, and that was yeah. the other about it too. Because that's, right. that's a big issue. That's what I want to bring up too, is like a lot of these HBCUs, HBCUs have been having issues with money versus if you have something like this and bring that generate, you, generate, generate money some money, money for these schools, you know what I'm saying? So, like you say, it, it's, like I said, the problem is for me, is, is whether you say yes or no in the long term, you know, that's a business decision. But the fact that you won't even listen, that's a discrimination thing. Right. Well, I, I think for him, it's a kind of opportune time where if you kind of look at it, you know, me personally, this is the way I look at it. He, he's already in the position where he's at. So the money's going to come regardless. So, you know, for him, him risking just this amount to kind of get over the plateau, he knows what he's doing. It's just, it's not for necessarily him, but it's, for the bigger for, picture. it's a bigger picture. And to be honest with you, you know, I think based off of this, if he wins, I think for, for most, I guess you want to say entrepreneurs out there that, you know, we look at, it'll be kind of like a thing <clears> of, you know, <coughs> right now, currently we always used to play our role because we try to keep our position. But if he wins, I think it will kind of encourage more people in his position to be like, you know what? Uh, let's see how far we can go and kind of break those barriers down, which technically, you know, you kind of see like, you know, Tyler Perry, he did his thing and created that yeah. studio. And then like, I think that's, you know, uh, Tyler Perry, uh, it was in the midst of a new, like, like a Latino only studio. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, um, it all, it's all about the money circulating back into the community. So if you kind of take, if you take that in consideration, you know, he, he's not necessarily saying, Hey, I just want to be at the table with, you know, the folks. He's like, Hey, I want to be able to circulate this, this back into the community, uh, you know, mm -hmm. amongst our, our own, just like they do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and stuff like that. So you, I, I kind of take it like, Hey, look, you know, at least he's one of those people that's willing to do it because um, not many people would do that. Right. Let me say and at the end of the day, it's, it's like he, he said, it, it's about creating economic inclusion. Yeah. For, for everybody, that, you know, let, let us, you know, y'all got your thing, let us do our, our thing over here. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I applaud him and, and being honest, you know, because he, he could have, he could have, said the, the, the right the right thing to kind of you know kind of be you know on both sides of the fence but he, he kept it 100 you know what I mean right yeah he could have just quietly kept making the money he's been making stay low key chill and just stay to himself but he he wants to do something bigger he's, he sees the bigger picture he don't like the fact that they're trying to control him and bump him out of opportunities that's Obviously available. We got all these other crazy unnamed stations. I mean, TV shows and stations and stuff that don't make no sense. Why we can't get some some of these channels also? Yeah, because me and Dash we were watching. Uh, you know, ever since we got that FIFA game, you know, any little soccer he he won't watch it now. And they had La Liga on there, and nobody was at the game. Like, this is on TV. Mm -hmm. half, the, half the stadium field 
Matt, let's let's think if this was a black college football game. The the ratings you gonna get. Why this don't make sense to you? What? As much to me, you gonna get ratings on this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, kind of it's, it's kind of mystique. Strange. Yeah, it's that mystique to, to as far as those big networks to say. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what they they did before Black Panther came out. It's like, oh, black people is not gonna go out to see movies. Right, you know what I'm saying. Versus, if you put out a good product and do it in the right way, oh my God, black people do support movies. You know what I'm saying. So that's you know, as far as sports, like I mean, I never you know talked to my friends about this, but you know, I know I used to watch the BET games on Saturday when they showed right. HBCUs. Yeah. Um, I used to yeah. It was a different time, a different era, but I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one. You know yeah, I was watching that. You wanted to watch the band, and that's another key exactly. factor. You wanted to watch the halftime just so you can see the bands also. The bands and the cheerleaders. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so I'm pretty sure it wasn't just me out there doing that. But at the same time, we didn't have social media to link us to show that. Oh my God, I'm not the only person that that's that's watching this or being entertained like by this. And I'm I'm imagining now, just 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 pop in my head. Uh, imagine Nike making special edition Grambling Nikes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, saucy. You know, it, it would be so much. It's so much potential. Ooh. Whether it's Nike uh, or yeah. local companies, Florida local A&M? restaurants. Oh lord! <laughs> like what if like you know if if Georgia Southern is playing and they got Taco Mac. Uh, commercials and and you know what I'm saying this is brought to you by Taco Mac. This is brought to you by you know right. The, Magic City. The, like the, right, the lo- <laughs> yeah, the local whatever the like big local thing in that Strokers. city. <laughs> but you know, I thought about too. It's weird, like as you think when a different world came to an end, that's when the actual black college football game stopped airing on BET too. That's a good point. Yeah, because that was the only that was the only thing on TV that was. Promoting, well, no, I will say Martin and like, um, yeah, but that's all the same time. That was all the same time. That's a good point, yeah, because they was the same. Live a single, live a single, you know, you remember Queen Latifah used to rock them, you know, the different black colleges, Martin, yeah, definitely Martin, yeah, it was was all around, right. Yeah, so I think one the different world ended. I think that's kind of when the actual when it was not airing it on BET, but then that was when Bob Johnson at the same time was transitioning to selling BET too. Yeah, he was kind of already and he was doing stuff. He was trying to make it more commercialized and not as black. Mm-hmm. Like he was come, you know, he started copying everything that MTV was doing. And then that's when he was able to sell it off, you know. But I mean, sure, he made three billion. I'm not gonna knock the man for not getting his three billion, but you know, it's like once he saw, because I mean, we had all those good shows on BT, Teen Summit, and all of those type of shows. And I'm like, how the hell this can come to an end if it's your station? Your station. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I thought that, I thought that was all kind of weird, but then I, I could see the I transition in China. But even with that, the transition as far as like, as far as TV shows, same thing with the music is like, um, 
what's the next thing we want to talk about as far as streaming versus having quality music TV shows, having actual album releases and what is a mixtape versus an actual LP and stuff like that. Like, do we think that the, the music business is suffering because of that or is it is it great to give smaller artists these opportunities to be independent and put out their own music? Or is it or is it like a thin line between that? I say it's it's good for the artists and everything, but we we've lost the commercial. You, you know you, you know how that a uh, certain commercial gets stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that commercial song. Yeah, that commercial song and impact to lead you to like you said, anticipating the album coming out. Mm-hmm that lead single, that major lead single that got everybody hype and ready for you, for your album to come out and drop. Yeah. Things like that, that all would, yeah, that made, you know, and it made you write better songs. To, I feel like the songs were better when it was in that. Because you, 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 you wanted to present You wanted to represent that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, wanted to, you knew that was going to make or break you. You felt the pressure. Let me ask y'all this. What, what, what's the last music video that y'all watched? Uh, that that Kanye with Tiana Taylor? I'm gonna tell you this right now, the person that's actually making videos again right now is the baby. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually coming back, bringing back videos. Cause the last two he just put out are like, these videos would have been played strongly in our in our 90s. Cause he kind of has that bust around, now I'm gonna say, Late '90s, early 2000s, he has mm-hmm. that energy of that Buster Rhymes slash Ludacris vibe. Do they even have a TV show? I mean, that's how far behind I am. Do they even have a TV show that do like the top ten videos? No, no, not no. really. No, um, no. TRL actually brought TRL back for a hot second, but then I think it's gone again. Yeah. So I don't but, think there's no no there's no video shows. It's just you just yeah all all our video yeah. channels the, the the station that play videos they all they all have the twenty four hour video channel now yeah it's no more video channels period like artists just will post a stuff on like you say the i g or Facebook and just be like, yo, this is my video and then you just go to um YouTube, YouTube and go watch Because, yeah. um i mean that to like back in the eighties that used to be the biggest thing it it wasn't just watching the video it also getting the personality of the artist. Which I yeah. guess you can get from social media, but like for me, like video sold and rap city and yo and TV raps, like for my favorite artists, that was like the big, like especially if it was an artist that was new that nobody else or or very few people knew about when they got on that show and was able to show their personality, like that was just like a big moment as a fan to see like, oh shit, this is Tupac on Yo and TV raps. This is Jay-Z on your own TV raps with his goals in his mouth, you know what I'm saying? Or when you got to the basement on Rap City and got the freestyle, you know what I'm saying? When the Hot Boys went on the basement and ripped it up, you know what I'm saying? It's like stuff like that, it's just, All right, we don't but, have that no more. We don't yeah, have but no our city screwed that up though, you know that, right? Do you, I don't, I think that's unfair. You know what, Master P gave the blueprint of too much of teaching the business. And once these people start learning the business, they learn, they realize we don't, they didn't need the labels the way like the, the labels screwed people over so bad. This is karma to the labels, but at the same time, 
we've been punished for it though at the same time also. But but doesn't mean just because you don't have a label involved doesn't mean you don't have those same type of rules. But those labels used to pay those video companies too, and all you know they yeah. they were I think they used to pay all yeah. of that stuff to promote all those other factors, and then once I think. I feel like P starts schooling everybody how to do that. The record companies was losing money now because they wasn't making the money. It wasn't yeah, robbing artists. But you still they, make money off of commercials. You still make money off of greed, though. They wanted it all, though. Yeah, but it it doesn't mean that the whole aspect of the the, the video shows go away. You know what I'm saying? But I get what you're saying. But it, it's uh, I think it's you a whole aspect. Think it would have? You wouldn't think it would go away, but it sure in the hell did, though. But yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say, like, you know, as far as, like, I mean, there is a, there is a legitimate um, TV commercial market profit that's being controlled right now. So I'll say, like, you know, for me, I'll say any, any, any avenue that kind of say, well, like Telemundo. Telemundo is still around. Mm-hmm. So for people that don't know, that's, that's the Hispanic version of MTV, I guess. Yeah, but that's yeah, but they you say, but they loyal to theirs. They ain't gonna never let this go. They just and they they stay true to themselves and they keep it in their lane in their pocket. Right. But I mean, right now, currently, you know, if you kind of look at it like if that market gets opened up for us in in a way that where we own it, mm-hmm. I pretty much think they'll do the same thing. Well, Diddy got revolt, but he don't play no videos. I I don't even, yeah, but he don't he don't promote it enough that you know, I don't even think about watching revolt TV. Right. Because yeah, he don't promote anything saying like, okay, we're doing the top, you know, there's no no top 10 videos of the week here. This is what's going on. Like, there's nothing. He's And he barely really promotes it. But I mean, he got, but, but my thing is right now, currently, even with that, like, let's be realistic. Even with that, you got the show with Joe Button that's bringing in ratings on you through YouTube and other streaming media. I mean, like, I think, I think, I think the avenue where we vote is they don't necessarily want to be a show. They want to have a platform where these these individuals or these whatever can just speak to, speak their minds as far as voicing news and let like already established like you know platforms like YouTube and stuff like you know generate the revenue. But yeah, drink champs is on there also on Revolt too. So you know you got drink champs on there, but mm-hmm. it's like but it's no the video Joe shows. I mean, but 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 if you take if you take on if you take on the fact that it's already on a platform where people are just uploading videos at will, why even do it? You know what I'm saying? But if you have a TV like market, you, like... I'm about to say, like, even, like, now as y'all say that, like, even if it's, yeah. like, a, a, a TV show that you do based on what what's the top 10 videos or the top 10 songs that has the most streams, huh. like, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can just find out whatever, you know, we get access to YouTube numbers or whatever. We can True. literally do a show saying, okay, boom. This is the top ten or top five, whatever, whatever, and discuss that. Like, why can't? Like, how hard is that to do? Well, technology has made it too easy. Where it's too much. It's too many avenues now. Where everybody just does what they want to do now. It's just everybody's gonna watch the same things now. Like it's just like when the internet is just the, the pros and cons of the internet is why I think a lot of things are the way that they are now. Because we have too much access to everything now too much freedom too much freedom yeah so because like we can see anything everything with ease now 
where, like you said, when it was just you didn't, we didn't have to worry about no. We have these phones with this capability. You knew you you all they had was the radio and the TV to find out whatever it is mm-hmm. that you want to find out. Now everything is in the palm of our hands. Now you had to listen to Q ninety three for the top eight at eight and sit there with your uh, record button Take ready. Record, record, yeah, to try to catch the song that you want, making sure you. You stop it at the right time before they come talking again. Like all of that's gone. I know I used to record Rhapsody every day. I used to have a program on my VCR to mm-hmm. record it. So I get it. Yeah. It's kind of like you said, it's a gift and a curse as far as um, having access to so much information. I mean, I mean, that's why I tell my son is like, he'll hear a song that has a sample to it and I'll tell him about it. But like, look, you need to listen to the original. And now he has the ability, a click of a button on the phone mm-hmm. to yeah. pull up the original or to like, you know, I remember, uh, I think it was an MC Hammer song, whatever MC Hammer sample from uh, Rick James. So MC Hammer song was on and then like my, it was in the car and then my son said something like, yeah, but he stole that from uh, such and such James like what the hell you know about Rick James? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, it's a good thing that they have access to this information. You know, because when we was kids, like you had to like open up that cassette and looking at the uh, yeah, you like we look at the credits and find everything out to see who they sample from. And this, you know, that used to be a game to me. Like I listen to the songs, like oh, this sounds familiar, man. I bet I know who this came from. Right, you could like you could go and tell who's a production style from somebody. Yeah, you know this things is, like that. You like this is S dot. This is a uh, beast by the right. pound. This is you know Pharrell. Blah blah blah. So, so yeah. So now nah, all of that is yeah. That's all that's gone now. And shoot, these kids don't even know what the hell an encyclopedia is. Right, they don't even know who the producer is on these mu- on these songs because yeah, they don't even put the credits. I would I would have thought they still at least gave that enough respect and put that on the stream and let you know who produced it. They don't even give you that. No, it don't. Well, at least in last time I checked, I know I checked uh, a couple months ago, when it could, like, you can click on like the lyrics. Yeah, um, but they, um, they might say who wrote it. It might say it, the written by. Yeah, but it doesn't but tell it, you who it produced Say who the by. producer is, yeah. Unless you pull it up on a computer. If you pull it up on a computer yeah. on iTunes, like I can pull up on that and it will show you oh, who, do the, who, gotcha. who did the production. But as far as on your phone or such, or a tablet, it don't tell you all that. Or at least I'm I thinking that's, find out. Right, I think that's, they discrediting the artists by not, by not doing that. They're not showing respect to the craft. At least give them that honor mm-hmm. and things like that. But I think that's the way too, that they are trying to make sure they keeping yeah, producers from getting the credits. By. Yeah, keep, that's that another little loophole. I think they are trying to do to limit people's um credits of getting paid mm-hmm. and that's a, that's that trick in that streaming world that everybody still trying to figure out how to properly get paid off of this streaming because they're feeling like they're getting screwed but they just don't know how bad they get screwed the streaming so i think that's the catch when it comes to that but you're gonna still i mean far as production at least from what i understood is being a producer is the easiest way as far as your money. Right. Well, yeah, you can still get your little money up front, but you, the royalty side of it is the catch, though. 
because now you said now like there's no actual physical copies being bought like anymore you get you know you still get some physical copies but then it's like but how the streaming is working because like the artist on the gifts like they said what 12 15 cents on every stream mm-hmm. well but then how they how they getting that on that stream but then what the producer getting off of that stream right well, I, I would say like if you, if you I, well maybe I, I kind of said people are still selling physical CDs I mean you know you got independent artists out there that's that still believe in the physical CD, it just based on their their fan base, do they support it or not? You know right. what I'm saying? Like not, not not everybody can do that and, and get away with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you do have artists out there that are still selling the physical, you know, distribution or they got, you know, they, they you know, technology make it, makes it more creative where, where they can buy like the wristband with like a USB drive wristband for like 10 bucks, you know, they, you know, and then, you know. Yeah. But you got a person to go to they, you know, they their site to go, you know, their their website to go get those where, you know, what I think is only Walmart and Target really still only sell CDs because Best Buy don't sell CDs anymore. Yeah, and they, they still got a what you call it? What's what's the name of that store? Um, it still exists. Good yeah. You still got some places, but you know, you just not getting like that, like that million. It's not on the big, that, big market. That million copy physicals, like nobody ain't buying the physical, that physical million. You know, getting that million copies. You not even having cats, not even getting barely a hundred thousand in physical copies these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like you know, like I said, depend on your market. I mean, I pretty much more show like in Houston, or like in areas where like uh, uh, like California, where independent artists. Artistry is still kind of like a big thing. I mean, people still selling. Believe it or not, people still selling shit out of out of, out of their trunk. Oh well, yeah, mean? that's true. Yeah, but it's yeah. not those same numbers though. The numbers ain't the same. But like you said, you still making money. Now I ain't saying, but you know, but you just got to hustle on your own. But a lot of artists ain't even built to hustle on their own. Like yeah, currency, currency. Like one of the real people that you know, he's good at that marketing. He he markets himself well. His merch. You know, he drops a mixtape then every other month. Yeah. But then he'll travel off of that. He'll, like you said, then he'll have people buy the physical copy. You know, he, like I said, his merch, and now he got his own strain on weed. So he he generates his, but he just has that hustle mentality where he's learned he's learned the system and how to work it. But a lot mm-hmm. of artists don't have that in them to do that. And he can just make music blinking. Like, he's just one of those cats, too, that just constantly make music all day yeah I, I i do believe like you know in this in this age it takes a special type of person to kind of say hey i'm i want to do an independent label and literally i mean like you got tech i mean like tech nine he, he did it of course you know everybody know he did it for like years you know mm-hmm. i mean i mean he pretty much a self-made millionaire you know what i'm saying and not many people heard about him until when like uh with Lil wayne yeah, he was on Let's Drill and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've but, known about but, Tech Now forever, but like you said, not everybody. That, not the average so, cat. But even yeah, Big Quick said that recently was like, um, everybody ain't built to be independent because you got to have a different type of drive. Um, some people, at the same time, what Fabulous said on Drink Champs was like, you know. See, I got to watch that one. I ain't seen that one yet. Yeah, that was a good one. But like, um, you know, he's built to be on a major label. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, mm-hmm. that just fits him. Like you know what I'm saying? 
Even but though he still draws gotta, his mixtapes, but he still yeah, drops. But you also got to have the talent to be be on a major on too. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So like he was talking about, yeah, such and such video they dropped five hundred thousand, blah blah blah. blah. But every label ain't going to spend that much money on every artist like that. You know what I'm saying? Nah. So, because they ain't going to get that much back. So, so yeah. So, it, it, it kind of been, you, you got to gauge your talent and be real with yourself. Like, yeah. Am I built it, to be independent and, and gun ho like that on my own? Right. Like, yes. Yeah. Or do like Big Crit did when he was on Dev Generation. Yeah. It's like, I'm on here, but they ain't doing shit for me. Exactly. Like he said, when he just dropped his, la- his latest album, he said, this is my first time having billboards in Times Square. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm independent. I was able to get them as an independent artist, but I couldn't get them as, on, on a major. That makes no damn sense. So. Right. And he said that. And it is like, it is said, and he was saying it didn't even cost him that much to get it. So why couldn't the major label do it? Right. So he is so amazed. On um, Fantasia the same way. This new album she just put out, she did it independently. And even she said prior to this, too, she went she went broke three times being on a label. I don't understand how you go broke being on a label, but that's what I'm, well, I do understand because you 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 take they you tax you for everything. Yeah, you, 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 you and they hold you and they hold you hostage on what songs they want you to release and what yeah, like you might have did some songs with other people. How much music you can put out, things like that. They can control you too much like that but you want to do and you know she said she felt handcuffed on the songs that she they were handing out to uh-huh. her so you know you kind of don't want to rush to the label you know rush to do a new album because they holding you back on music you want to do yeah so and she said you know and growth and just being young and done with money also don't help the That's situation true. too yeah. so you know those are the factors also but she was saying now she's she she loving is independent, like you said. But she's like you said. But there's artists that say I I can't move without having that major label behind me. So some are built for and some are not. I don't know. But so uh, me, yeah. and Rain, me and Rain gonna drop that mixtape before <laughs> the end of the year. Who? Me and you. And you know we like about to be forty, man. You know, okay, fuck it, I'm down. Can we get Tony Love to narrate it though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can do the interludes. He can be like the mad rapper. You know, Rashawn. I just need Rashawn to give me uh, give give good relationship advice. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh shit. I'm just I just be the voice of reason. Okay. Well, y'all say something reckless. I'll I'll just come in behind y'all and say no. Don't do nothing that they just said. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, but uh, you know, but I, I still think there's a market out there for like a a, a, a platform for artists the way we used to. But um, I just think that it's going to take a lot of support from the community to kind of get that buzz back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you got to do it. You got to do it in a new way. You can't just be a TV show. It has to be. You got to do it on IG. You got to do it on Twitter. You know. Right. It, and it just got to be the right person. You just got to find that right personality person also. To to draw people in to wanna tune in to watch this. Yeah, like that. Uh, I can't keep forgetting her name. That Indian chick. She taking over the uh, the Late Late Show, and she was a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of like with sports too. Like uh, with basketball, the ball is life thing. Like um, 
like that's that was a platform to get you as a high school player to get out your your highlights and get 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 recruited versus I don't know comparing back in the day is like I remember ESPN used to have like a little I remember uh, Alex Rodriguez was on it when he was in high school. Some I forgot what the show was called, but like when you was a a, a star athlete, you know you'd be on this TV show or uh, what was what was the back home? It was like Friday night, Friday night something. Yeah, Friday, Friday night. Yeah, Friday so, night football. Yeah, so you know you score a touchdown on there, you was the man in the city. Versus now you can just get on a, a IG page and, and this and that and the other. And yeah, J, yeah, JT Curtis is on there. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Because so. I remember uh, the dude I went to school with uh, for Roger Foster, they were making fun of him. Yeah, JT Curtis was up there talking, Farrell Jai Foster with the run, 56-yard <laughs> run foot. <laughs> so Farrell Jai. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, it's just it's a matter of just you know growing with the times and knowing how to mm-hmm. change the game up. Well, technically, they they actually got the means to kind of do it. I mean, if you kind of look at it, like uh, like like to be honest with you, if they really want to kind of start like a their own streaming platform, they can always just take it to Tindo uh, and let them build that type of. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. If what if well, I, I, for some of them, they kind of locked in with Spotify and Apple Apple Music. But what if they are successful enough to kind of make sure that the show gets on Nintendo exclusively? Then, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's a totally different type of conversation altogether. You see what I'm saying? Like with mm-hmm. the whole streaming video and podcast, you know, aspect of it. So it can, I mean, it could be a, a big major thing, you know, based on what happens with this uh, Supreme Court ruling. So, you know, right. This is true too. So, so yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But then, like you said, but then a lot of people don't wanna. Well, now it ain't even that expensive now to, to do a video these days. Right. Unless you really just want to break bread and just go above and beyond. Right. Oh, trust me. Them. Them. Trust me. People still. People still paying, well, for quality, I guess if, if people want to talk about quality and content, people still paying like a, a good pretty penny to have people, you know, I guess you want to say different type of people that, that does that, like like top money because it's so yeah. limited. You know what I mean? Because right. if you really, I mean, think about this, like, because um, I remember we did a project at work a couple of years ago and it was like record like a, a training slash best practice video but you gotta do it from your phone and of course i won the but um doing it all from your phone doing iMovies or whatever app that you use you can put out something quality that's just from your phone so just imagine what you can do from a camcorder or whatever and camcorders nowadays don't cost that much you don't have to buy those big old jumbo in tv first uh, cameras that they used to have back in the day. So, like you said, it doesn't cost much anymore to do a good video. Yeah, it's, it's just only if you really, really want to go extra and have what you call power techniques and all that crazy stuff. Um, if you want to well, do I all mean, that, I mean, well, like, 
like like us like this. Like if you're talking about okay, shooting from an iPhone, right? And you're talking about doing a quality video only using the your your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Then um then uh there's kinda like okay, cool, average iPhone right now costs eight hundred plus. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. So you still you still making most DL, most DSLR cameras and stuff like that cost about the same thing. Yep. So technically you, you're still paying that price. It just it looks different because now you can multitask. I mean, you can multi. You, your phone. You can do multiple can, things with the phone versus right. just using the camera one time and not being able to use it going forward. Right, and it, it's, especially if you try to do a high definition video on an iPhone, you need the space, and you both know that you know sixty four gigs ain't. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's kind of like a thing of yeah. Even if you do stick it towards a phone, you might still have to pay an additional cost to get that higher storage to even do a full video. And like you know, whatever. So, right. but yeah, but like you said, even just getting that camera though, that's the same price. You you still just that's all you're really paying, and you only got to pay another person a couple other hundred dollars to do the editing on it and stuff. And that's pretty much a done deal. Like it's not that super expensive. I remember even current because currency was actually on Drink Champs too, and he was saying the same thing. Like once he learned, I forgot who he said school him on how to make a video. He said, "Man, once he saw that, he said that's all it's gonna cost me." Oh yeah, I make these videos all day. Yeah, and it wasn't costing them, you know, like he said, you know, under twenty thousand dollars compared to we doing. We used the million dollar plus videos. Yeah, and the quality is like ain't like looking super cheesy or nothing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I'm, I'm just saying, it, you know, technology has got that good to where you, you right you have it in your pocket. In your pocket. But, mm-hmm. but I mean. You know, you you starting to see like the the advancing trends or whatever in regards to like you know what Apple's doing and you know uh, who's another one? Uh, Samsung does a pretty good job of Google. you know. And Google takes great pictures, not great videos. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the video be kind of blurry sometimes. It it just about the right spots that you in with the the Google when it comes to doing the videos and stuff. It is catchy. Right. So. I mean, like I said, it's it's kind of like you know, the the good thing about technology now is, if if somebody really wants to, that anybody can do it, and and you know, uh, but like I said before, it's kind of like one of those things where, um, you know, like even with this podcast, you know, I think most are I know I'm on my phone, but you know, most yeah, most of the other yeah. guys, I'm saying, so it's kind of like you know, uh, uh, technology's got that better now to where you know we don't necessarily have to go out and buy a blue mic phone, even though it's, that's pretty nice still. But you know, and we can still kind of create these you know content without necessarily having to buy anything additional to kind of make it happen. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. And another thing that's killed the commercial vibe too is the radio. We don't we not on the radio as much. We don't mm-hmm. listen to the radio as much, and the radios become so extra commercial. Well, gimmicky now. They become a gimmick. Like the same they, eight songs over and over. Yeah, and it, exactly. They, the shoot, even it's not even eight songs. It's like the same five songs. All what, day. Uh, remember that, that song Wale had? He was like, um, the, the the TV killed the radio, and the internet and killed the TV. Yeah, something like that. So, like, yeah, right. it's it, it's kind of like technology is is working against us. Right, because even though TV and radio still was kind of like, yeah, it 
yeah, TV did hurt radio, but radio still was doing all right. But then, like you said, now once, now that this internet has came with the technology, it killed them both. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know. I mean, unfortunately, but, uh, I was one person in the past that always prided myself. Like, I don't listen to the radio anymore because I don't want to listen to the same crap over and over. So I had satellite radio at one point back in the day. But it's it shouldn't come to that. Like, it's like it should be a pride of the radio station to be unique and be different and not play the same shit over and over. But like Rashawn said earlier, it's like, but if the people's writing the checks telling you to play the same shit, then what you gonna do? I, I, I will say by, by streaming services now, we're kind of like limiting ourselves to only listen to what we're familiar with versus new discovering stuff. new music. Yeah, like you know, yeah. I just I, dis- I kind of disagree because um, I know with Apple Music, like it has built-in playlists that that gives you, like it'll suggest new stuff for you. So I don't agree with that because there's been plenty of times I've found new either new well, songs or new artists. I think that, though, though, Batman, we kind of different when it comes to that because we like to look for new music, right? Okay. You got people that's like open to looking for new music, be on the hunt for new music. Where a lot of people stuck in their ways. They only gonna yeah. stick in the lanes of what they're accustomed to. Yeah, but I know so Anthony I'm... was about to say something though. What you about to say, Anthony? Well, uh, uh, to address the uh, technology part of it, I mean that that goes with you know any new technology is gonna wipe is gonna knock off something else that was you know useful at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, you know it, it's just figuring out how to get the commercial back. How, how do we you know bring up I don't remember music from five years ago. Right. Because I, I remember listening to uh, uh, Top top 20 from 2013. I'm like, oh, damn. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. You, you, get, you get to that point. I remember. But, uh, um, it, it, like you said, it's, it's, but it's also the music that's coming out. It's... it's it's one thing to make a hit, it's another thing to make timely, timeless music. And I remember when we was in high school, somebody was comparing, um, what's your girl name from Q93? Uptown Angela was comparing, um, they was doing a, a year in review, like the top songs of the year. And uh, somebody called in arguing that uh, Aaliyah's one in a million. And this is, and I bring this up because it's hilarious. One in a million was not a timeless song. Thank you. But I believe I can fly by R. Kelly was. <laughs> you know, now I think about you know now as the R. Kelly. Yeah, and Hasa, yeah. You know, it's fucking like, nah, the niggas, nobody's fucking with R. Kelly touching him with a ten foot pole. But it was a, right, but the I- point of. Both songs are time for songs, though. Mm, I don't agree. One in a million. I don't even think one in a million is one of the best Aaliyah songs. It's not one of her best songs, but it's like this, though. It's still, you play it, people get excited when they hear it, though. Yeah. It still has an impact. I, I believe I can fly. They sing that at graduation. Yeah, but, yeah. but um... Aaliyah, they they timeless on levels though now they die it's different levels of time. Okay, it's a lower level. I, I, I'm not a, a one in a million. I just like I said, I just don't think it's even close to one of her best songs. 
Oh no, but no, but it's trust me, but it's it's to the masses though. It's one. It's definitely one of those songs that was always it gets always played still, or it brings nostalgia back. It has a, it made an impact. I feel like you said it's still not one of my favorite lists. That's like it's not one of my favorite lists, but I was but I give it I respect it though. Yeah. At the time, the song. Yeah, I'm picky. But yeah, yes, uh, I understand. I'm that fine line between liking commercial songs and not liking commercial songs. I'm I'm more anti-commercial, mm-hmm. but then I I give respect where sometimes certain songs I give respect where respect is due. But like like Ant was saying though is like you got to bring commercial back, but the only way you can bring that back is if you bring the quality back. Yeah, but it's no it's hard to bring that commercial back now where the suspense is not it's no more suspenseful. You can just upload anything and everything now, or people's attention as um attention spans. Is shot now. Nobody got no patience. If you don't drop it right then and there, you will be forgot about. That that song is not gonna no song lasts no more than a month. Then it's all about what's the next song. Yeah. Well, commercial songs will be played for six months straight. But it's also like you can't even promote stuff anymore because you just you promoting that song for only three months and then it's like, what's the next thing you about to promote? Or even when your album coming out, you can't remember back in the day, like It'll be like six months of commercials or promoting the albums, and this album's coming out in March of 2020. Yeah, you can't do that no more because people will forget about it. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I get disgusted when I see they be showing trailers to movies talking about coming out like oh, The Rock just showed the poster for Black Adam and talking about it come out in two years. I'm like, what the purpose of even telling me this? <laughs> <laughs> or oh, even yeah. what's the uh, the Kevin Hart one in The Rock? Like that's that's coming out at the end of the year, niggas still Yeah, that, that, that trailer came out in the summer, like ah. Yeah. Man, so much stuff has happened since then you you kind of forget about it coming yeah. out when it when the release date comes. So you kind of lose your hype and lose your buzz. Yeah, the buzz is because it's we, like I said, we're too filled with contents now. It just dude, how many great shows are on television now with all these different streaming networks? You can't even watch all these shows. But the good thing about them is you can at least go back and binge watch them. But you mm-hmm. can't watch them when they're actually happening at the time. Cause you might like something else. Where about like Breaking Bad? I didn't get I didn't watch Breaking Bad. But I'm gonna I'm gonna not go watch it. Yeah. Cause I was into other shows though that I was into. And I and by the time I started hearing about it, it was too deep in and I I didn't wanna worry about it but now we have the the ability to binge watch things so easily i said cool i can catch it now yeah you definitely need to go back and watch that and another one my, my wife was talking about peaky blinders these british cats uh-huh it's set, it's set back in like uh like 20s and 30s okay see so like i said see what, 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 see, what, what's the network that's on? See, we that's, that's, on the, that's on Netflix. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah, you got so, your boy uh, Tom Hardy who played uh, Bane. Oh, dang. Say no more. Now I'm about to watch this. <laughs> now, now I'm all in. That's my people's there. That's my people's. Yeah, man. I, I rise with him. Lawless, Venom. Yeah, he does his thing. Inception. Yeah, any movie he in, I watch with him. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you got my attention here. 
<laughs> but, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's just too many shows and and enough. It's just too much content on everything: movies, TV shows, music. We we overflowed it with too much. But, dude, think and, about and, it. When we was kids, dude, we only had five networks before yeah. you had cable. Before you find your parents finally decided to get cable, you had them five networks. That's all we had. And then you like uh I know for me, like um I remember coming to Pop's house and um remember used to have like the little local New Orleans station that would play like all New Orleans music. Like all the local New Orleans rappers. Like yeah. that was the other part about it too, is like you had that that, that commercial music. But then you also had those little small avenues to where it plays specific genres of what was the box and your right. TV raps and and and, and uh, what's, what's I remember the that cat that had the show Caribbean rhythms, Caribbean right. rhythms, whatever like that. But I remember the cat even had the channel with um, Tulane. He 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 was he was to school at Tulane, but he had his own little station. He would play all the underground hip hop videos that you mm-hmm. would that was. Outside of New Orleans and stuff, so I was watching and all that. Yeah, yeah. He let you see more things that you know you normally wouldn't see from others, even that wouldn't even be played on BET or MTV. He found the more other ducked off stuff. So it's like the avenue was much there, but like you said, now it's just like we just like it's just it, the commercial is never coming back. We there's just that's a, that's dead now. I don't see how we bring it back. The it's like you said, it's just about that person. It's somebody going to do it, but it's just the fact of figuring out how to do it. And it's yeah. that right person to bring it back. I think the only way you can bring it back, or one of the ways you can bring it back, is to tie it into something else. So whether it's to have guests of like major celebrities or something like that, and then they suggest their favorite commercials, commercial type music or whatever like that. Or if you um, you tie it into some type of other, you know, pop culture uh, that's going on at the time. So you got to have some type of gimmick with it, basically. Right. I mean, but as most major artists, as long as most major artists support it then it should be no problem it's true but that's the other thing too there's no such thing what's a major artist now yeah that's that's the next question though like we there's too many artists we all well, saturated with artists now i mean technically you can really tell right now with the with with i'll say you can really tell by basically their their influence on social media i mean you know that's what i'm saying like like as far as you gotta go by who's the, who's who's hot on IG, who's hot on Twitter, as far as. But that's still an acquired taste, asses, man. I ain't no goddamn talent. True. I mean, but true. But I mean, they're still. I mean, the it's people are deciding. Going, that's yeah. that's what, that's the definition of, of, of pop of pop popularity. Right. Yeah. That's why I never mess with it. That's just me. Oh, I gotta do this. Hey, Rihanna. Let's go back to <laughs> this dude here. Level with all your heart, huh? Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, so I, like I said, it's it's gonna be a miracle. But I don't know. It could be pulled off, but it's just 
take the right talent. Bring back video soul some kind of way. I'm like, I gotta see this to believe it. Uh, Donna Simpson is a legend. Um, I don't know. It, it's just so much. Like I said, that it, it, the the fact that it used to bring in the personality of the artist. Uh, I think that's something that's lost too, <clears throat> because on social no media, because oh, on social media, media you can front. But media training, like a lot of these artists, ain't gonna be trained enough to do a proper interview. This shit gonna be horrible. Yeah. Amari, yeah. like on um, Vlad TV, on um, that dude Vlad said that Amarion is the greatest media trained artist he has ever interviewed in his life. Hmm. He said that man was polished beyond polished. <laughs> like he, he said nobody was this on point. Of just knowing what to say, how to say it, how to spin things, right? But that he was the last. But then, like this, Amarion was last of the Mohicans when it came to that type of um star, like he said, popularity stars. Yeah. Him, well, Neo, Neo and the Dream also. They like was the last. They were the true last of the commercial hit artists. So it just then after that, that's when the streaming kicked in and it all just went downhill after that. But they were the last ones to make those radio hits. Definitely speaking, the dream and Neil. Speaking of, um, kind of that was another topic that came up as far as having a better run as far as being artist slash writer, Neo versus the dream. Um <clears throat> well, I was saying hook hip hop hooks. I don't think who did better hip hop hooks. Who did who better? Then who did the hooks better on hip hop songs between them two? I would say Neo. Right. Easily. Right. Nah. Like I don't even, even think the dream. I don't even think the dreams is even in competition as far as that. I thought it was just based on their 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 run as far as being a writer slash artist. Well, as there's far a as doing hooks. Nah, Neo definitely hands down. Well, well, even to run as artists, like I mean, like you said, songwriters and artists, I think Neil still got them, though. Even though Neil, I'm not I mean, a, my problem was I'm not a really big Dream fan, so I was like, right. I was trying to be. But I think the Dream has one of the biggest songs out of them. But that's the thing; he has the biggest song. Was one the, the one he did for Beyonce? Uh, well, no, the way he did Umbrella for Rihanna. No, wait a minute. Who wrote? Uh, oh, maybe it was Neil. Yeah, Neil wrote uh, Beyonce. Yeah, and, and irreplaceable. Yeah, irreplaceable. Yeah, Neil so wrote you, that. So you think an umbrella is bigger than irreplaceable? Mm. Uh, no. N- number wise, uh, numbers. Uh, numbers, uh, yeah, number wise yeah, umbrella. Yes. Yeah, yeah number wise. Yeah, but you know, popularity wise, yeah, like I said, Neil definitely has them. That's for sure. No, but, but again, that goes back to what we were saying earlier as far as what's a hit versus what's a timeless song. Like, I don't think Umbrella is timeless. No, it's been remaked think... all bunch of by different uh, different artists, yeah. though, too. They, a, yeah, they got a white chief that be singing in the grocery store all damn time. I'm like, God damn, I don't need Rihanna version. Yeah, right, but uh, um, Umbrella's a commercial hit. Yeah. Whereas Irreplaceable is a timeless uh, song. Timeless song. I ha- haven't been at the Beyonce concert uh, in, in essence. Uh, with my my goddaughter, like oh hell. 
Because ain't no way like 40, 40 years from now, I don't think anybody is going to be humming Umbrella. I think so. You serious? Like I said, dude, like I said, it's played in grocery stores. I work at grocery stores all day and I hear this song play. Yeah, that music is... <laughs> it's real, dude. It's real. It's played in there all the time. That's why I'm saying, that's why I reason, that's the only reason I kind of brung that out there because I hear that song in the grocery store more than I never hear Beyonce songs. You don't hear too many, I don't hear too many Beyonce songs in the grocery store. No, I'm gonna tell you what song I heard in the grocery store about Beyonce. Well, by Destiny Child. What's the Destiny Child song that the BGs originated? Oh, emotion. Yeah, the Yeah. You know, so that's like an example. So like, I don't. know. I just don't feel like Umbrella is that type of song, even though it may be played in the grocery store today. I don't see it being paid in the grocery store 30 years from now. Well, I'm talking about being I'll, I'll put it like this. Because I've done that merchandise work and haven't been in the grocery stores, I like listening to soundscapes. So when you hear Umbrella remade in a soundscape song, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty, the it's, it's a, it was a hit. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah, there's this whole other chick that's singing it. And I'm like, no, it was, she was Mandy Moore. She, mm-hmm. That's who it was. It was freaking Mandy Moore was singing it. And I'm like, damn, I didn't know they were here. Multiple people singing this song. I just thought it was Rihanna joint. So when it was already being covered, it already had a cover and it wasn't even over five years old. Yeah. And, it, and that's when they played the cover version, that version by her in the, these stores. So that's how you, you got to put it as a um, time. Is it, it's going to be a timeless classic because white folks going to be Singing this song forever too, that's the another factor also. But no, irreplaceable, no doubt. That's that is a daughter classic also. But like you said, in the bigger picture, I mean, like I said, I still think yes, Neil definitely had the better run because he had the better albums. Yeah, I mean, a dream has it has a, a couple of songs that I like personally, but like overall, like I think well, I'm gonna put it like this. I think Neil has better quality songs. I just think. The dream style, because he little little more. He has hood a unique style. Yeah, yeah, he has a, little a unique style too. Yeah, I think I kind of gravitate to that, but there's only so mm-hmm. many songs that actually is good. True. In that, you know, you know, right. there's only so many. I love your girls and right. I need a fast car. But those songs would play so doggone much that would make you think about the dream because they yeah. would play the rotation of. How much you heard those songs mm-hmm. was but, why it makes you think about it, even though overall in the bigger picture, yes, he will be always around much longer. Well, does that that, that kind of define like you know the, the difference between songwriters where one is majority pop, where the other one is pretty much trap soul? The they, they are, I will say that they are definitely, I think, the dream is more trap soul, and then Neo that's like Joe to see and Boys to Men, yep, yeah. Basically, yeah. Boys, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still to this day, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But it, like you said, but that's so it's kind of like on that level. Hotel, like. You know, as yeah, because almost like okay, one twelve, jagged edge. Uh, yeah. I'm with jagged edge. I don't know, man. One twelve. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of one twelve ish. Like this, it's it's about what mood you in that day. That's how I say that. 
I never really yeah. was a 112 fan. Uh, the first thousand was, it was good. It was okay. First, it was great. But, the, but like two. overall, I love Jagged Edge. Especially when it came with, um, with uh, I'm on the way. That hand to see. Man, I don't know. <laughs> see, like, you recklessness, see? That's what I'm saying. That's that nigga. See, niggerish. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, not that. But like I said, we all got our preferences of when we want to hear nigga music. We want some reckless nigga talk. Or... We want, you know, something a little more smoothed out. Which we had, which had yeah, not well, been done yet. Uh, uh, an art, an art, an art, Think about so, it. So, I mean, it's nobody, we never, it's nobody gonna never, ba- I don't think there's gonna ever be no artists that are gonna balance those two out perfectly. It's hard, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, the closest we can get is Trey. Yeah. Trey yeah. Cup, the closest. Yeah. Yeah. So, you get. Trey fell off, man. Shit. Oh, I like the Dude, little last heard- one he did for his birthday. I like that one was straight. Yeah. Why? Right. You heard that Trey. You heard Trey verse on Dog on Trace on Tory Lane's album. Trey still got it. <laughs> Whatever. Man. Trey still yeah. got it. Yeah, I would. I will. I will say that uh, that Tory Lanez opened up my eyes. I am a, for, a firm believer that man is it's it's probably shitting on Chris right now. Dude, he's the most. He is probably the most talented cat in the game. Honestly, I never really. I never really gotten to him. So, uh, oh no, nah, yeah, he's good. Man. He's good. That little, <laughs> that, that little bastard, good man. Yeah. That that little nigga got it, dude. He kind of has that Drake. Skill set with the recklessness of Trey, but has that pop ability. But it, but I don't understand why he's not getting the pop ability of Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. But, so, that may not, I can understand why you're not. And so some bottom is just annoying. How many? How many? How many tours did you like in your life? None. That's the truth. <laughs> that name is an annoying name. That's the person automatic. It's something about it like they're pest. They rub you the wrong way. That name is a. Yeah. I only got I only got two tours I like. One was a big homie from from high school basketball, and then uh, he looked like Sean Kemp, so that was a that was a plus. And then my boy Tory in college. Well, he was. No, I don't like no Tories. I'm right there, right there with you, like. I don't know, man. I don't well, know no that, I don't know. I don't know no other tours. Uh, well, none of like, the tours I know. I don't a, like. He's a, he's annoyingly good. You know, like, all right, come on, bro. I know, you, I know you're gonna get the job done, but hey, don't don't do that stupid. All right. Yeah. And then so you put it in like that. But yeah, but this that's that yeah this what he did with this um that album Tory Lane did with this joint that just came out Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, he. I mean, he brought them back. And then the fact of the bring in the artists and to have the artists on the track that you just did they beat. Yeah. Was yeah. crazy. You know, he tweaked their beat. It's still, you can hear some of it, but he still flipped it, though. In a yeah, that, 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 that's what I love about him. That, that's, that's exactly what I love about him. He, he do something totally different. Like, yeah. it's almost like he, he, he Luther Vandross with it. You know, yeah. I'm going to take your song, but I'm going to dig something else. Yeah, see, yeah, Luther was very, yeah, he was the originator of disrespecting people's songs. 
You yeah. you you hear the original, be like, that's the original, and then you hear Luthaverse, you like, wow, dude, that's what we gonna do? You just gonna make that other song don't even like it exists? Yeah, Luther used to be wrong for that shit. They're like, you, you had some Carpenters fans like, I can't play that song no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. I didn't do it. I found out he did. The, I mean, while well, I originally found out that the Carpenters did Superstar, I'm like, this is Superstar? This ain't Superstar. Wait a minute. I ain't never, I ain't never heard the original version. Oh, oh, you got homework now, buddy. Oh, you got homework then. <laughs> oh, man. I'm about to save it on my phone now. Oh, dude. You're going to be traumatized. <laughs> Yeah, and then the Burt Bacharach song. <laughs> I mean, I knew, I knew, I had some other songs that I, I found out that we did Dude, like that. But I say this: ten of Luther's best songs is done by somebody else, and he and he just made it originally his. Oh wow! Yeah, House is not a home. I know House is not a home. Yeah, I knew that one, but it was like some other some other low key songs too. Yeah. But, um, I found out. Anyone who had a heart. Wait a minute, I think I did hear this one. If anyone had a heart, yep. Yeah, I did. I got this on my favorites. Because I like the original too. Yo, the original was good too, but what Luther did to it though, man, he took it to like a whole nother level level here. Well, just unless all kinds of I got that in my favorites playlist. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you know, that's what Tori, that's kind of what Tori just did. And then like I said, to bring the artist on the song also. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought that was cool. Also, that was like some DJ Khaled type shit. Yeah, cause he was he took a little time off. He chilled for a second, and I mean, yeah. dang! I said, "This how you gonna come back?" I said, All right. <laughs> "Respect." Mm-hmm. Yeah, six eight four came out at seventeen. So, but yeah, I took it out this week. That'll be my my ride to work music. Oh yeah, he talking mad reckless on this on that bad boy too. Oh, he talking crazy yeah. cool. I ain't finished it. I was trying to listen to it before the podcast. I've listened to it five times this weekend. What the Tory Tory Lane album? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hell hell yeah, bro. That's been on repeat since I talked about it. Yeah. I've been since Friday. I listened to it. Yep, I listened to it twice Friday, twice yesterday, and once today. Did y'all hear the uh, tank album? No. That's all right. That's I'm all right. not a tank fan. I'm not a tank fan like that, honestly. It's all right. He had uh, Mari Holwick on there. Really? Doing, yeah, mm-hmm. doing some uh, spoken word. Oh, okay. I thought it was good. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's not, like, I like tank, but it's like, you know, he still don't be something missing there. I don't know. Oh, like I feel about uh, Anthony Davis. That's how you feel about it. Okay, I can see. Well, yeah, I got what you're saying on that. Cause see, <laughs> and the is an acquired taste. You are a two shit. That's a good call there. Cause it's acquired. You don't know, man. It's like he be trying too hard to find a particular song or something. Mm-hmm. Ain't adding up there to me for some reason. I don't know, but yeah. Like that song he had slowly. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. From Tank, from back in the days. But this Tank here. Uh, I think I think he I think he struggles with his, his identity that the fact that he's he's actually classified as an older artist still trying to make young, young. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call too. Yeah, I, I do I do kind of say like, hey, look, bro, stick to what works. You know what I mean? You know, but 
he he tried to reach back and 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 do the pop, you know, do that, you know, crap soul thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. Cause true, that like my dad went to the concert um last night with the Fantasia, Robert Thicke, and Tank, and mm-hmm. my dad around there was like, he was like, wait, why is Tank go-? like my dad know Tank more than he knew about freaking Robert Thicke, and then he said, yeah, new five respect for Robert Thicke though. Oh yeah, Robert Thicke's good, and he does a good concert. Yeah, he said, yeah. I ain't, he said, okay, I knew he was good, but I didn't know he was this much of an entertainer. He's like, he yeah. wait. He was like, yeah, he way better than Tank. I said, yeah, you, you don't say. Yeah. He went on last, so. Well, no, Fantasia was, she the headliner. It's her oh, turn. Fantasia, it's her okay. Turn. All right. Yeah, but it was like Tank, then Robin, and then Fantasia. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, Robin was, uh, that time I went there since he was on the same uh, bill. With Beyonce, and he was talking, he was cocky. So he's yeah. trying to hurry me up, y'all. Chris Brown, ready to go home. I think I'm gonna do two more songs. Yeah, he was very impressed with him and everything. So, well, so. I would say another good, inter- well, for me personally, another good entertaining show I've seen multiple times is actually T Pain. To be honest with you, I can see Tank Pain being entertaining. Yeah, I can see that. He he, he plays he, he performs live with you know the piano and everything. You know, and I just was like, wow, I I didn't think that he was capable of that type of level of shit. But uh, if you watch that uh, that show, uh, uh, Mask, it kind of exploits that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I knew that was him the first time I heard him. I said, yeah, I mean, T Pain. How the hell y'all don't know this is T Pain? Hey, my, my kids made me start watching that show with them because I was picking out everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it was that obvious? I never watched it. No, it was that obvious. No, it's that obvious, man. Like, that's why I don't watch it either, man. Like, it's bad, obvious. But like I said, they just act like they – I felt like they was acting. I felt the judges was acting. Because I'm like, how the hell y'all know this keep paying? Well, he said he, he, he drew a lot of fans that – um you know, that normally wouldn't have been fans of his right. before. No, that's true. But dude, my kids were ready to fire me. <laughs> Get out! Get out! I mean they won't fight you regardless, so that's a whole other story. That's true. <laughs> they do want to fight me. Yeah, but I mean that's, I mean think about it, there's markets for that. I mean, but yeah, I, I just think that the music game is still alive, it just ain't the what we used to. Yeah, it's right. a change game. Yeah. We we haven't they haven't figured out how to make money on it again. Yeah. Oh, they will. They're pretty much on the circle of life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh. So oh, I just hope they get to I hope they get to a thing where the roster is actually on point. Again. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, individual artists. Do individual things, but mm-hmm. I wish the click come back. You know what I mean? Well, there's no such thing as groups anymore. So, like you said, it has nah. to be clicks. Yeah, you um, yeah, can't split that money like that no more. So, um, technically, it is the money is there, but like Cass is just greedy and just want the bigger yeah. pot. True. The money is there. I don't know. Anything's possible, but uh, like you said, it's a matter of how you work it. Yeah, that's what she right. said. Yep. 
Yep, yep. Flip it down and reverse it. But uh, this dude here. Speaking of, you know, so we we coming to wrap it up. So this is yeah the reckless time of the uh of the yeah podcast. yeah we get yeah we get delirious and stuff. <laughs> so uh, speaking of of recklessness, uh, any trash artists you're producing lately, Floyd? Oh man, it's been it's been a great. Have I, I got no time for that shit. But uh, <laughs> been great. I ain't got no time for that shit anymore. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, but you know, uh, I, I, honest with you, I think my son is gonna take interest in it. My oldest boy. So, if anything, if I if I if I take a step back, I think he's gonna he's willing to learn now. So I'm I, I'm moving forward with that. Let let him take over, and I just help him out. You know what I mean. That'll be Not my too. that'll be my great that'll be my greatest little thing I do. Like, hey, he he can pick it up and run with it because he's young blood. Yeah, teach him the engineering side too. That's that's yeah, what that's, what, that's what I plan on teaching him. Yeah, that's right, so. what I'm bred at. Um, um, we about to end this so I can say my my one little reckless thing before we close. Oh sure, go ahead. Yes, yes, please okay. do. All right. Ladies, tights do not keep your ass warm. So stop wearing them bitches all the time. And Thank I can, you. I, that has and to I, be said. And I can pretty much sit, tell you, if I see you in that shit 24-7, that means you got no other money. The legs are cheap. So get the first score. <laughs> Tights ain't nothing but legs, draws with legs. That's it. Exactly. Draws with legs. That's actually that's fucking like, true, though. That, that's actually as ignorant as these two are. That's not a lot of sense. I will concur with them on this too. That yeah. makes a lot of sense because you don't never see them with no panty linings on them things, so they uh-huh. really don't wear things as draws. Oh, there's panties. Too shame, you ignorant niggas. And then when you do see a panty line, you're like, why? Why? Yeah, you do. You do say why. You it's, definitely do say why. It's like Harlem World. You doubling up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and touche. And if 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 you don't take care down there, ladies, that cold air don't necessarily hide the scent. So, I guess that's my. <laughs> that's your wintertime uh, advice. <laughs> wintertime advice. Shit. Put some fucking like my mama, my, my mama always told me, if you smell it, everybody smell it. So don't, don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, so no wet leggings with, with a wet stain down there. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck you. Save me doing for, please. <laughs> Buy some jeans. Trust me. Buy I see jeans. them in the, I see them in grocery stores all day, every day too. So all y'all, y'all honest, I see how my day gonna be tomorrow. <laughs> you gonna be laughing at people all day. I do it anyway, but that's gonna make it more intense. That's for sure. I see that. That's how my housekeepers work. <laughs> you serious? Yeah. Don't they wear like? Ain't they supposed to wear like the little nurse outfit type shit? Uh, Maid outfit. We start you off. At, we start you off on that, and after after thirty days, we we spring we spring for a uniform for you. So she gonna stick around. Let's, let's get that uniform. Wow. So y'all y'all no damn. This nigga said we'll get you dress however you want for thirty days. Just come on time, and then we see you here for 30 days. Now we'll get you a uniform. Hey, it's the highest turnover industry. So that's why, it's that's why it's technically called the uniform for a reason. Okay. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm tired after 30 days. But <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, damn. Okay. I respect that. It all makes sense now. It all comes together, boy. It all comes together. Oh. See, you never stop learning. You never <laughs> stop learning. I, I, saw this, uh, I saw this the other day. Uh, I was like, I, I, I ain't having friends who know me too well. Can I just be full of shit for five minutes? For five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do with y'all too? Hey. So, to, so the lady listeners, I, I, I've um, I think I posted on IG the other day, and 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 some uh, female listeners uh, was showing their support and this and that and the other. So, ladies, if uh, if you disagree with the uh, leggings being long underwear, please uh post a comment on either IG page or leave a comment on Anchor. Uh, the Connor at our, our two ignorant brothers. Uh, nah, it's not ignorant, man. This is actually legitimate facts, that one there. I have to concur with this. Well, they, no, they still, no, they still ignorant. I'm just yeah, saying. Now, the ignorant part ain't not, but this one, though, they better the comment, the, the comment ain't ignorant. I'm just saying they yeah. ignorant. Yeah, they, it, it takes ignorant people to think of some shit on that level of doubt. But it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least about a thick kind of shit. God damn, not, not the thin. Oh, I hate the thin ones. Oh, nigga, don't, don't stop bring the thin ones up. Nigga. You be, oh, nigga, I be all kind of. Oh God, don't do that to me right now, man. I'm seeing some things, man. In these streets. <laughs> Fashion oh, Nova, oh. you guilt. Fashion yeah. Nova, you guilty for that shit. <laughs> so yoga pants, sweating on sale nowhere. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. That shit is not black. It's just see through. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it'd be rough, man. I've seen some things in these streets, man. So yeah. Rashawn, your anti-ignorant moment of the week. What you got on your end? Actually, I have nothing this week. It's, I've been this very mild chill week. I don't have anything. Since we didn't get into the Kaepernick situation, I'm pretty good because I was going to take a shot at Jason Whitlock. He ain't even worthy of, 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 of breath. I know, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, that's why I said I didn't really have anything. I don't have nobody. He's definitely on my despise list, but uh, nah. no. No, uh, I think Yeah, the, the jump on that cap, though, uh, Stephen A. Smith put out a, a tweet, and then um, Ava DuVernay got him, got him real good. Uh, she found a selfie with him and the uh, former police chief from Milwaukee who, uh, well, the reason why Kaepernick started kneeling in the first place because four four people died in, in Milwaukee, including newborn. And you got a Stephen A. You got a selfie with this man, but you won't talk shit about Kaepernick. Yeah. 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 That's why I say. Yeah. That's why the cap thing and yeah, Stephen A. Beginning this that little rant he went on. I feel like oh he getting his Uncle Tom moment since he got his checks. He oh, yeah. getting his money now from ESPN. So speaking of that, like, like, do you think, as far as ESPN going forward, do you think the, the, as far as the talent, you think all the real ones are gone or on the way out? They're on the way out. Yeah, all yeah, the real the ones are all out. They're already on the way out. If not, they're all gone, mm-hmm. honestly. It's like it's so much, it was like, as far as the, the highlight of ESPN as far as when they were going, you know, doing their thing, like a lot of their talent as far as 
not being puppets and stuff like that, all that type of talent is, is either gone or, or, or pretty much on the way out or just waiting for the contract to end. Yeah, the last of the Mohicans right now is Scott Van Pelt. Yeah. What about your boy, De- uh, Levitard? Is he done? I never liked Levitard. I think Levitard is uh, overrated. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of him either. But, original but, rated, he, he's, he's been legit last, you know, 18 months. I, well, you know what? He has, yeah, he's, and you are correct. He, yeah. He's been mad reckless lately, especially after the stuff that has Because, you know, he was real cool with Jamel and Mike. Yeah, yeah. And since they had got, you know, since they got railroad, he been, he really been letting, it, letting, letting them have it. He been putting mm-hmm. them on a hot seat and said, well, up on his mind a lot mm-hmm. as of late. So I do give – I will give him that. Yeah. I'm not a Levitar fan. I'm not a fan either, but, like, the fact that, like, what he does is completely different as far as his show. That's what, that was my point as far as being okay. unique and not being right. puppets. Yeah. Only one that's right now is what? Oh, your boy Omani. And his, yeah. That's the only one right – the only two him and his – well, I can see Bamani going on, on, you know, leaving out soon, too. Yeah, he ain't going to be around much longer, neither, because, like you say, he keeps it, he's too real also. And that's not going to work there with ESPN. You got to be too much of a puppet yeah. and things like that. And I, I love his angle, because his angle, it comes from, he's an economics uh, yep. major. So yeah. his angle is, is always from the money. <laughs> right. right. He's something completely different. And, you know, as far as his background, as far as uh, growing up in Houston, living in Atlanta. Right. He just have a different outlook on everything. And the fact that, like, he, he, you know, even though he's a nerd, technically, he's so much in the music and so much in hip hop that it makes him look at things completely different. Nah, he did piss me off tell you talking about Biggie was overrated. And I was like, whoa. I, I, wait a minute. So, I mean, this could be my this this could be my ignorant comment. I could understand why somebody will say that because we only got two albums to base it on. We've had this conversation before. Like, and, and, and then you know what? And the hell, both of y'all, because you're tripping. I'm not tripping. No, but I don't just, this. so again, this is what I tell everybody: if you want to base anybody off of two albums. Yes, it can swing you one way to another. So yes, if you wanna if you wanna look at DMX first two albums, he's the greatest rapper of all times. No, there's a difference though. How is the difference? This is a way different thing. His this man music is still to this day when you hear it, it still sound relevant. Yes, it is still relevant, but I'm saying the point is I can understand why somebody will say he might be overrated. Because what if what if he put out Four more albums and the other four is trash. Like DMX was. Only reason why DMX stuff went trash because he became a crack and get the other crack, get the best of him. So yeah, Biggie, that couldn't happen to Biggie? What a little Kim stabbed him. That's a hell of a scenario. <laughs> no, but that's a realistic scenario. Like, what if, what if, you know, I know, he could have, yeah, he could have, yeah, I mean, Fate, yeah, Fate or Kim could have stabbed that nigga because he was playing with both of them. Yeah, yeah, so work, yeah, that's, that's factual, but. And shout out to Fate for smashing everybody in the, in the music industry. I'm running like, that shit is all coming to light. So. Red Man, uh, what's your boy, the, uh, the rat nose dude. 
from Love oh, Hip Hop. Oh, Stevie J? Yeah, Stevie, Stevie J. J. Well, she married him. Yeah, she married him. Red Man, Biggie, Tupac. Uh, somebody else. Who I'm missing? It was somebody else in the music industry. But anyway, but I'm just saying, like, what if that was the only two good albums we got from Biggie and Junior Mafia? The Junior Mafia album. Like, what was that with the only good albums? And everything else was mediocre. Well, we're gonna go back to that. Yeah, Faith Evans was a hoe? Yes. Yeah, she was a red man early in the game. Ah, she seems so nice. Yeah. But that's how hoes that's how hoes operate. Hey, exactly. she's from New Jersey. Exactly. I about to say the same thing too. She's from Jersey. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Whitney. <laughs> yep, that, that reckless is real. So, oh really? No, yeah, okay. yeah, Jersey Reckless. Yeah, it's like Baton Rouge Reckless. Yeah. Do the ratchet. Hey, do the ratchet. So that's all it is. That's like I had to break that down to to my buddy from Brooklyn. He's like, say, and he always want to say, oh, New Orleans. Oh, Brad, what's all that's just like you in New Orleans. Nah, I said, nay, nah, nah, that's like. That's two different. Two I different said, things. yo, how you feel about New Jersey? And he said, okay, say no more. <laughs> I said, yeah, I said, don't you dare. Don't, don't go put that together. That's two different worlds. <laughs> do not do that. So, yeah, so yeah, Jersey, yeah, that's all. Oh, Jersey is nothing but like, like I said, like a bad. It's the East Coast Baton Rouge. Just like Compton. Yep, so, but there's a whole state instead of a city. I must visit. I must visit. Lord. Anyway, <laughs> moving yeah, on. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, so. Um, I, I, I can see, I guess, but I'm not trying to, I got you trying to hear though, but I get it. I don't, it don't make no sense. I mean, no, I, I mean, I ain't stupid in saying that B wasn't. Right, right, but, but I, I, can, I, I, I can I can understand someone's argument. That's that's all I'm it saying. Was the, I would have to hit the rest of their list for for I would have to see what the music they like to respect what they right. have to say. Now the same person that's saying that that Biggie was overrated and their favorite artist is like fucking third base. <laughs> not not saying something's wrong with third base, but right. I mean, they, yeah. That's you know. And they're they're ranking third base and freaking uh, cannabis as their favorite rappers. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So I, that don't you make know, no sense. But, but he, I'm just saying he rubbed me the wrong way that day when I heard that. He, he rubbed me the wrong way, but I said I'm gonna, I'm gonna still but someone give you. A, but he's also somebody from the south, so he's also right. A and once I found out that part, Scarface, he loves right. UGK. Um, once once I heard he was from Houston, I, I said oh, okay. I said okay. I'm gonna let you live now. Because the way that his podcast he did when he was talking about UGK and talking about how Pimp C production was and this and that and the other, like you can feel it oozing through the microphone. Pause. Uh, like how he felt as far as his desire, as far as the music that that Pimp C put out. You know what I'm saying? When he was right. And see, and I'm not a Pimp C fan, but I know she before. Okay. Now we're going to stop there. I'm so, not. Um, I, I respect everybody that like him, but he just never did nothing for me. I love Bun. Love Bun. I just. We're gonna I come, I'm gonna write this down. We're gonna come back to that. So yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Ant-Man. I I respect him. I respect everybody. That respect, but eh, he didn't do nothing for me. I don't get. And any other reckless moments you have uh, other than si- uh, co-signing with, with Floyd? Nah, just just the usual uh, folks trying trying to. Uh, Checking my hotel with uh, somebody else's credit card. You know, that, that credit card fraud is, is running rampant in America, folks. 
be smart. Don't be the next contestants. Yeah. <laughs> One of some jam friends. Be smart. I, it is just, it, it amazes me how people get. Like it's not uh, 2019? Yeah. It, you can easily get robbed. I, like the, I'm not surprised when we, we, this company gets hacked. Such and such database got hacked. Yeah. Millions of credit cards probably. I'm not surprised. Really to say, I'm saving you, sir. I'm, I'm helping you out. Help me, help you, help me. <laughs> Cybersecurity on the next one, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Since I'm in school for that dumb shit. Yeah, but we, we can talk about it. <laughs> well, I said, you better sit up and get the casting check from the Cowboys. Exactly. Man, stop talking. You talking my dumb name and goddamn uh, job. So he can take this off. You know that, right? I'm about to say, <laughs> but, you, but you also said this, said this on the last podcast. That's it's, already, it's already aired out there. So, anywho, right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think my uh, I ended with the my anti ignorant moment is. Don't let corporate America fool you and think that we ain't crazy. <laughs> you can't be, <laughs> you can't just be saying certain stuff to certain people. Kind of like what Anthony was saying just now with the credit card fraud. Like, don't play me like I'm stupid. You know what I'm saying? So, same thing whether it's a coworker, whether it's a, a customer, whether it's a client. <laughs> Don't play me for boo boo the fool. Batman, Batman being that sending those uh, corporate corporate discs. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, <laughs> the ignorance will come out. <laughs> oh yeah! Every time somebody try to get me at my job, I I'll him with the infamous oh, "I got you." Right, and that means oh, I got you. I Go got ahead, you. Get it. To whom it concerns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and furthermore. <laughs> 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 Direct line of contact that needs to be approached. Mm-hmm. As, <laughs> as, as, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Per my last email, as previously stated. Yes. Yeah, Her uh, email below. Yeah, a few times. They try so much. I throw me under the bus, and I got them first. I said, oh, mm-hmm. oh, "Oh, that's how we gonna do this today? Oh, I'm gonna show you." <laughs> if if you have any concerns, please feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. If you have any further questions, <laughs> comments, or concerns. So that's that that's that nigga I wish you would. I <laughs> wish exactly. motherfucking would. You know, you know, my dad told me a lot of things and only a few things uh stayed with me. And and one of the things he always said is he we can take this on paper or we can take it to the alley. And for some reason that was one of the things I remembered at all times. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> my mom had said that to a couple of people in her lifetime working in the legal world. She's threatening to take a lot couple of people out in these streets to whoop their ass. Yeah. I said, you can't, you can't whoop a female lawyer ass. Oh, yes, I can. And she's been keep talking to me the way she is. Yeah. That's that's the that's the struggle. That is definitely the struggle, because trust me. Well, uh, who said I'm about that action? Uh, Marshall Lynch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, at the same time, you got to know when and when, when not to snap. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. 
so, like some right. people some people don't have that that ability to not snap. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause, cause some be itching, they be ready to snap, and they be looking for any reason to snap. Mm-hmm. You done drunk up all the coffee and then refill it. Yeah, no, nah, that ain't the reason to snap. Right, not over no coffee. And it's free coffee too. Right. Yeah, you can't snap over free free stuff. You know what I'm saying? So mm. call maturity. But another good podcast. Uh like I said, enjoyed uh dip into the music side. I know we normally talk a lot about sports, but uh I think music is another another big part of our heart um that we grew up yeah. with. Um, probably maybe even bigger being from New Orleans. Um, I think in, in growing up in New Orleans, you either as a kid at some point, you either given the football or you're given the musical instrument. So, and you just kind of make that choice at that particular point. Um, I know, for example, Floyd, I know your thing has always been music, even though you play sports. But I think the biggest part was music with you. Um, and vice versa with me, like music was a part, but sports, you know, took a bigger chunk for me. So, uh, hey, look, then hey, look. It, out of our group of us or whatever, I was an average uh, player. So I had rose into my, my development by getting them hoes, playing them fucking instruments. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I wanted to be on y'all level. So yeah, it worked out for me very well. Yeah, I mean, but, you, find uh, out, you find out what was a priority. Yeah, I found out what the priority was. You know what I'm saying? Marching up that ramp and in, in, in three different bitches calling your name. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it brought tears to my eyes every every Saturday a tag on me. <laughs> Shout out to the Purple Knights. <laughs> the fucked up part about it is, yeah, one, two, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that next podcast. Yeah. All right. All right, cool, cool. Clip. Any other last words? I'm good. And I'm good, man. Or I ain't go down. Hey, Rihanna. S curl. Hey, Rihanna. I'll see you later. All right, I'm going to tag her in the post. <laughs> Shit, go. We, should, we should let her respond. Mm-hmm. Nick, I'm taking over that account. <laughs> on that note we are done we We're are done, done. <laughs> catch y'all next week All right.